Hello! Don't forget that if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, have your music featured on an episode, or just want to follow us for all our latest happenings, you can find us on Twitter at MBB Podcast, Instagram at Men Behaving Badly, and on Facebook. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that you can download and listen to us whenever you like. And of course, please drink responsibly. Thank you. to episode 41 of Men Behaving Badly, Four on the Floor. As always, I'm joined by Tom. Hi everyone. And by Ashley. Hello. And we're back at the beer house. Hey! hey. And uh, thanks for shooting us. Yeah, I don't often do that anymore, That's do nice. I? Yeah. I think people just know who you are now. Well, I think that. You don't know the real me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're uh, we're back here at the beer house, and we've got uh, four lovely beers to try as Dude. well. Hence the shitty name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I would tell you what we've got, but Tom's phone's locked. So oh, for goodness' sake! Ooh, Bell Hotel from Round Corner. Well done. Thank and you. Keep going. Uh, shite. Ah, then we've got the release Goosebury the chips up. Yes, from the Nen chips. Valley, the Gooseberry IPA, IPA from Wiper and True, and the. Drink beer, hail Satan from Black Iris Brewery. I didn't yeah. need the photo. Oh, so you didn't, so didn't need the photo. Oh, well, there you go. I, didn't need a photo. There you go. I might need it later to remember what they were. But um, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm very excited to tuck into these. Three of which are from our local counties. They are indeed um, Northamptonshire, Leicestershire, and Nottingham, Nottinghamshire, sure. and then. Um, Wiper and True. Where where are they Wait, from? You, you, where you, are... you know where they are. You Was can... it Bristol? It is. Yes. Which is Somerset. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Gloucester, or is it Gloucestershire? Ooh, Ooh. I mean, we're not a geography podcast. It is Gloucestershire because Brit- Gloucestershire <laughs> cricket's home ground is in Bristol, I think. Uh, Great. Russian Diamond's home ground was in Earthland, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's niche. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a county, though, is it? No, true. That's what I'm saying. So, Glo- right. Not like Gloucester is in the town, Gloucestershire. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know right, Bristol's yeah. not in Gloucester. No. Yeah. You know, I've been to Bristol like tw- twice in my life. <laughs> I've been to Bristol. Twice. I've been to Bristol. <laughs> so um, great stuff. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, we've got three locals and one very yeah. far away. <laughs> well, let's let's try one of the locals first. Let's have the uh, the Bell Hotel from Round Corner, um, which uh, I believe you say is from Melton Mowbray. Is that it is. Song? Yeah, 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 Round Corner. I think uh, I said to guys earlier. I think they've got a tap room in Melton. Actually, it's quite recent. Oh, um, okay. I'll have a little look. Um, a bit more about them in a minute. Uh, this is an SPA um, coming in at 3.9%. Well, a nice little light starter for us then. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 So, uh, what's the first initial reaction on the smell? Bear in I mind. We find it hard when we're outside. Yeah, we're, it's fi- quite we're fighting fresh, the. Uh, we've had a bit of rain and it's. We are recording you know, outside today and we are sort of so fighting the like other, cover my... other elements that are going on around us. But um, some lovely covering going on by the boys. A little here. bit of hoppiness. I'm getting so much uh, lagery smell. Yeah, just try not to. Um, <laughs> snort a little bit. Everything is <laughs> orange. Yeah, orange. Yeah. orange. I listened back to that podcast, and, and uh, Steve was right. It was. I mean, we even talked they all about. They were a bit orange. We had, they all were. They we all had a were. Couple but of then we even off, talked we? about beers that we'd had 
in the week or whatever were also orange. Orange. Like, we just <laughs> have, like everything's orange. Yeah. Again, kind of a, yeah, I'm getting a yeah. bit of a lagery smell. Yeah, there is a bit of a lagery smell. It's sort of a crisp smell. It's crisp. But again, that could be the crisp harbour evening. I mean, it's only like the second or third SBA we've actually had on the podcast yes. before as well. Right, here we, we go. We got this wrong Classic. last time. Is it special pale ale? I believe so. I think that's what we said in the end. Because didn't I think it was something like <coughs> uh, Scottish or something like that? I can't remember. <laughs> or I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was... Or is it Session? Session pale ale. Or Session. Like yeah, session. maybe we thought it was special. Well, I've heard of Special before then. I saw, I'm sure I said special that last brew. time. Special Brew. Why does it be Session pale ale? Anyway, <coughs> Session... Well, it is Session, wasn't it? No, no, yeah. It's light as anything. That's... that's um, mm. 3.9 is probably a good figure for that actually to be fair it does it does taste in that kind of lower range just, just smash loads of them yeah exactly I could it is quite thin isn't it and it's not mm. initially it's not tons of flavour no it doesn't immediately blow you away but it's a very good you know if, as it is a session pale out oh there's a bit of bitterness as you as you drink it and then like but it's no kind of where the hops maybe bring some flavours there's no kind of like for me there's no kind of well any distinguishable flavour like, there's a nice bitterness to it it is really drinkable it's, it's not not it's not distasteful or anything I just no it's a Ronsil beer it does exactly what it says on the tin yeah. it's a you can just session it it's not yeah. it's you know it's better than you know your normal like maybe a, a normal pale ale would be just something that's mass produced or something but yeah. I, I don't know um I don't know, I don't know what we all thought. I'm not being too <coughs> negative, it's what I, it's just, I don't taste. No. I think um, I think that's probably what I want. If I wanted something that... So if today was a roaring hot day, and I just wanted something that I could get down, then maybe I don't want something that's super overwhelming with flavour. Yeah, true. Maybe I want something, a little bit of bitterness, nice light body, basically no carbonation whatsoever. Yeah, it's not exactly. Just goes straight down. Oh, well, yeah, we need to mention this, is on cask. Yeah, yeah. this is Sorry. our only one on cask. This is the only one we've got on like, cask yeah. um, tonight. All the others keg. Yeah. But I just think, you know, in terms of in terms of it being a 3.9% beer, then that, that feels like exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I get that. I, I get, you know, some signs with I don't, lower, I don't think it, lower ABV beers, you might get a bit less, less flavour kick. I don't think it is exactly made with the intention of absolutely blowing anyone's mind. I think no. it's... Purely made for Solid the idea to yeah session, to session beer, you down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna get loads of those down, and yeah, and you're gonna it. buy a lot. Yeah. And everything's, everything's. I think for me, for, for me, I, I probably would want a bit of fruit. I feel like this this is the kind of beer that could do with you know if you added. I'm not gonna say orange. <laughs> <laughs> if you added a bit of lemon or a bit of like mango or something to that, just as a little sweet note. In the background, I think for me that would be absolutely exceptional. I guess, yeah, I get what you in mean, terms yeah. of those sort of hot day beers, something with a little bit of fruit sweetness on that body would be absolutely fantastic on yeah. a hot day. Mm. So that's probably for me what I'd be looking for is a little bit of soft fruit sweetness, even something like a like peach or something, just yeah, to, you yeah, know, a little bit of soft nice sweetness yeah. Yeah. To, to, to sort of bring everything else I think out. That, I think that's probably what's quite good about it. I think I quite like that it's not too. It's not just sweet. No, it's it's yeah. not just being sessionable because it's like sweet and easy drinking. It's it's not. It's, a, it's gone more on the bitter side of it, isn't it? Like mm. it's gonna be more. It's more bitter than it is sweet, 
and even that, that bitterness almost gives it like a moorishness yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, it's well, not it's um, not a distracting beer. It's one that you can literally just you can be talking like this and just literally going away at it, and it doesn't, you know. It, it sounds like a negative thing but it's not it's not one of those that you're going to pay attention to all of a sudden you're going to go oh, yeah. oh, what's going on here it's just it's so easy drinking and so and with it being, I think you're right with it being on cask and being mm. a little less carbonated and stuff you know it's even easier yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely. not getting bloated you're not like you yeah. know you could you could acquire you're not really it, feeling yeah, it at all yeah. Yeah. No, it's super drinkable case was good, it yeah. the um was it the straight up Simcoe from Electric Bear that had big up Simcoe those peach big up Simcoe that had those peach notes. I think it did, yes. Yeah, because maybe something like a bit of Simcoe in that, that which might be the beer. closest we've actually come to sort of beer content knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well you watch now, someone will turn around, no, there's plenty of actually, Simcoe in that, no. mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah something... well, Simcoe doesn't give off peach flavours. Yeah, but it, you know, something... Simcoe doesn't exist. You don't know what you're talking about. If, if our recollection is correct, then yeah. something like a bit of Simcoe at a different stage of the boil could bring out some of those soft fruit notes yeah. and that would be for me a smashing beer to get through on a hot day yeah. I'd be absolutely craving these if it had a little bit of peach soft fruit absolutely the worst day for it no yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah it's not a great day is it it's, it's not, not a te- uh, it's still fairly warm isn't it but it's just been yeah, it's so muggy. muggy recently yeah. well I'll tell you what 28 degrees this weekend <clears throat> this beer would be spot on wouldn't it yeah. it's a starter isn't it you know as a as an opener for any afternoon session this is the one yeah you know warm up your muscles get a beer down wet your whistle and then crack on with whatever else you want there's not yeah. going to be some massive flavour sat on your palate masking the next one you know it warm you up nice bit of that bitterness yeah. yeah and you're ready for whatever comes next so I, I think it's I think it's great you know I think it's great for what it is mm-hmm. um, I think we need to go and give them a visit yeah, In definitely. Melbourne. They're just round the corner. Uh, From you, God, no, that's the name of the <laughs> round corner. Oh, brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be too serious. You Bell Hotel. Yes, they are. Yeah, they, they are literally just uh, down the road from uh, where I'm. So I've been to Melton. You so have, and I you didn't like it. Didn't like it. Oh, we yeah, went we've after. Uh, Hang on, have we had? We've had. We've had a beer from Melton before, have we? Yeah. Well, Do you think I've told yeah. this story before? I feel like you told this story before. Oh, I've heard it loads of times. We've had something from but Melbourne. yeah, whether yeah. I've had it from the podcast. But I don't know whether... Anyway, go on. No. Well, I was just going to say, we... so it was uh, Valentine's Day one year. You have told this story on the podcast, I remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, well, you've heard it, it before. Those that haven't heard it. Those who haven't heard it. One of our new listeners, which is probably about two of you. <laughs> Accidentally. David Joff. Accidentally. <laughs> I'll come on to that, I'll come on to that Accidentally. later. Accidentally. <laughs> Stumbled your way here. Yeah, I went to Melbourne. It was on our uh, on Valentine's Day, so me and my wife, we went for a day out. We went to Isaac Newton's house. And I don't remember, do remember where it that? is. <laughs> was he in? I highly recommend it. No, wasn't in. <laughs> wasn't in. Loads of apples though. Um, <laughs> it wasn't in, but I do recommend it because there's loads of like little fun science things and a bit of history if you like that sort of thing. And on the way back, we had a choice. We could either go to Stamford near Peterborough, or we could go to Melton. In Leicestershire. Leicestershire way. In Leicestershire. Yeah. yeah. And then come back here to Michael Harbour, South Leicestershire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we mentioned today, we've got to mention the county, the county as well. Lovely geography yeah, yeah. there with the south as well. Um, and so my wife preferred Stamford and I said, well, I've never been to Melton and I like pork pies, so we'll go there. <laughs> we went there and I'm not being funny. I apologise in advance to anyone listening from Melton. It is shite. 
it's yeah, it's I just agree. like I'll a town. I thought it was going to be a little village. It's not as it's not as not as I'm thinking it's got as nice parts, obviously. But yeah, you kind of drive through it and you think actually it's not. It's town. No, it's not you don't great at all. Think of this place as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like picture postcard, little village on a hill with just a row of pork pie shops all the way up the hill. That's what I had in my head, and it was a town. And the worst part is we went on a Sunday, all the pork pie shops were closed. Literally every single one of them. So we ended up in a Morrison's in Melton, and I got a pork pie. <laughs> it wasn't even a Melton Mowbray pork pie. It was just a Morrison's pork pie to get any kind of pork pie, and then we went home. And it was one of the most disappointing days of my entire life. And actually, my wife never let me live that down. No. Never. And rightly so, in fairness. Stanford's lovely. Stanford's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we should have gone to Stanford. We should have gone to Stanford. Big fan of Stanford. We should have gone to Stanford. Yeah. It's just nice, isn't it? No, I don't. You got the photo of it. Um, so, uh, final thoughts on that beer? Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I think it just could do with it. This could... Good. All I'm saying, because my opening kind of statement on it was that it, it didn't, it sounded a bit negative, but no, it is smashable, it was really good. I think, yeah, it just could just do maybe a little something, but that kind of bitterness, like I said, makes it more yeah. and really smashable and stuff. So I, I could, I could easily, like, whether they did, you know, get a load of bottles of this and just, I'd, I'd happily drink, drink them on a, on a summer's day. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe such a peach. I think I'm going to drop a word that we haven't used in a while. Which is inoffensive. Because mm. I think that this is where that sits. It's that sort yeah. of, you know, if you just want something to start a session, or if you want it so that you can have, you know, three beers rather than two, then something like this is absolutely going to do the yeah. job. You know, there is that little bit of bitterness, really drinkable, light body, um, and it'll absolutely do the job. It, it's not one that, it's not one that I would see myself on all through the night no um, personally I would want to go for something that's got a bit more flavour that's worthy of a photograph <laughs> <laughs> that is a quality table thank you <laughs> <laughs> pretty good table isn't it <laughs> get on the West Mile double that's the best one oh, amazing we will do, yeah, to, yeah. We'll do cheers man nice one have a good evening um, so I mean that's the first time that we've ever been spotted yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no, I yeah no. Inoffensive is totally right. Do you think it would be a good starter beer for someone um, just trying out craft beer for the first time? Do you think it, do you think it's too inoffensive for them to kind of be blown away by anything? I think it would be a little underwhelming. Good... Yeah, mm. I think it would be a little underwhelming for for someone coming to it. Brand new. Or maybe it's literally the first craft that they have. I think yeah. I think that's like like you kind of I think people who kind of talk about craft beer and drank a lot of it or any of it uh, they do I hear like this sort of language like oh you know that funky beer yeah and that sort of like <clears throat> weird flavours and stuff like that and I think maybe something like a I don't know like a neck oil or a some sort of kind of a, a bit of a juicy IPA that's not too oh, like not too yeah. over the top it might be quite good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think be- obviously like with Beaver Town's kind of spread, <laughs> I think a lot of people who are trying craft for the first time are, are going to kind of go towards something like that, aren't they? Yeah, because it's you know it's just more. Well, you think, available, you think of the breweries that are in like in you know if you would go to a we talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. If you yeah. go to a Tesco, you know you've got like a Thornbridge there that you can have a Jaipur that yeah, yeah. okay it's a bit higher percentage but it's not totally out of this world. They've got an any IPA that's you know that's again. 
really offensive sort of thing. Yeah. And um, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Then you got Beaver Towns and all that stuff. And even Brewdog, you know, put a yeah. put a punk IPA in the hand, and then might that might even just. I, mean, I hate to say it, but why'd you hate to say? I don't know, I just feel like I'd, if I wanted to introduce... <laughs> it's just been a while you since you've dig. ragged on Bruno for no reason. And then, and then backtrack on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I think just personally, I wouldn't, I, I'd like to, I'd like to go for something not that obvious. Mm. Even though I just mentioned it as something that could be, it's something that's in supermarkets. But yeah. I think I'd like to, I think like with, with Dad, for example, I've been trying to get, you know, Dad into, into stuff and um, like brew dogs, you know, I didn't go, that's not what I've gone I've gone for different things I've actually yeah. gone a bit more probably more out there with dad <laughs> like a fucking 9% dark beer that tastes like a cake yeah. or something See, that's but this thing. is it you know, I think with the best one in the world th- this tastes like a beer yeah. So in order to get someone to drink a beer I think you, you have to start like, with oh, things that okay, you like know Eddie. they like yeah. Do you think Eddie would have a pint of that? No, I don't think. Not at no. all. So but then Eddie came on with the hope that we would give him something a bit more exciting, didn't he? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what yeah. people, you know, I think when people are coming to it new, they, they, they want to see things that are A, identifiable against things that they know and like, but also they want to see what's possible. They want to see the the quirky stuff. What that's is it all about? Yeah. Sort of you don't want to, yeah. you know, if someone says, oh, I really want to try. Um, craft beer for the first time and you give them something that's a something that we've described as inoffensive as a yeah. session pale ale then I think the, that they would be underwhelmed as, as somebody giving them the beer though I, I, I feel like I don't want to push it to the extreme straight away I feel like if you like just threw a fucking <clears throat> like gorgeous chocolate stout like as you said 9% dark beer beautiful chocolate stout at them or like something like the red wine beer from the um, from yeah. Belgian brewery. Yeah, you, yeah. Th- you threw something like that at them straight away. Where do they go from there? They're right, they're already right at the peak yeah, of yeah. extreme. Yeah, but that. I, but I think that that's think where maybe you, the, maybe this SPA is too low on that scale. But that's where you, you need to you then rein right. back in. You know, you, so you it's it's like it'd be like giving them a shandy. So you know, it's almost like you say. So a shandy is is those flavours of the lager but with that lemonade sweetness and then slowly over time that turns into a lager top and then that turns into a lager yeah. what we're saying is give people something with those sort of grapefruit flavours or lemon flavours with little beery notes in there and then gradually work them down to things that but are it, just a pale ale so it's just hop flavour and, um, and bit, a bit of bitterness rather than those fruity flavours that mask it a little bit mm. because I think you know, in a similar way to things like coffee, you sort of build up a tolerance for that bitterness yeah. and that flavour of just the beer itself, and you can mask that with the sweetness of fruit notes and and everything else that goes around it. So, I think for me, I would be wanting if I was bringing someone to a beer first off, and maybe this is our conversation for the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're bringing someone to a beer for the first time, I would want to get an understanding of what sort of flavours do you already like. And can I find a beer that matches that? Yeah. So like, but it's like when I did that thing for the guys at work. Yeah. When we knew we were going exactly. out to, um, it's closed down now, isn't it? In yeah. Leicester. Brood. No. 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 The uh, other one. Head of steam. Oh, head, head of steam. Head of steam. Yeah. Head of steam. Um, yeah. Well, I was kind of sort of saying, okay, what do you like? like what the flavor? Yeah. What the general flavors you like? Not what do you like in a beer. Yeah. It's you know what, what do you drink now? What sort of flavors do you like? Okay, I'll see if I can sort of match it. Yeah. And you know, it kind of kind of worked. Most of them, um, yeah. especially like Chloe, the 18-year-old total non-beer drinker, full stop. 
was that she liked like really fruity flavour and turned out she really liked the lambic they got put in front of her. And that's <laughs> yeah. it, and it's exactly the same as my wife, you know, she she will have a lambic and enjoy it, but if I put something like that pale ale in front of her, absolutely no chance. You know, she would just tell me it tastes like wet bread, which is a stock <laughs> response for all beers. But you give her something like a lambic that's heavily fruit flavoured with a tiny little bit of beer in the background and suddenly you know we're well involved and and you start pushing that door open and then you start pushing the boundaries of okay well if you liked that one let's go for one that's a little bit less cherry and a little bit more beer and just start flexing that balance yeah until eventually you're at a point where you're saying fuck it let's get biscuit stout that's on the board here and we'll give that a go and see what you think I mean when we started this podcast we didn't start exactly we didn't go too far in the extremes, did we? We just had well, yeah, with the Eden Mill wheat beer. Um, Twice, I can't remember. Episode one. Episode one. Fuck yeah, we had the two oh, beers, no, didn't no. we? We had the one I got from Edinburgh, and then yeah. Jesus um, Christ, can't remember. God, nice. But they definitely weren't. We approached it in a, the styles, didn't we? Yeah. So you know we. We, we did like sours, we did IPAs. We, we yeah, did, we did that in some like, of the episodes. Then episode, did the yeah. bike Literally the so first episode. So we, we episode, kind of approached though, yeah. it by styles rather than maybe like, yeah, what, what are our tastes and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, literally the, well, I mean the first episode was really beers that we had. So it's, yeah. it wasn't a case of, yeah, it was just mm, what yeah. we had. It was. So Whilst actually look, you're looking at what our first beers was. Well, yeah. Okay. yeah, the first. Just, yeah, yeah. just a little bit on round corner. So, yeah. um, on their website, it says we make beer of unmistakable character, brewed with patience, finesse, and no rough edges. At the International Brewing Awards 2019, our lagers were voted the best in the world. We are the youngest ever brewery to win this title in the awards 150 year history. Wow, oh, there you go. Come visit our brewery and tap room at the heart of it all in Melton, Mo- uh, Melton Mowbray's iconic Cattle Market, and taste for yourself the best beer in the world. So, wow. Yeah. Well, it was interesting Christ. that you were saying that you felt there was a little bit of a lager sense. Lager aroma. Yeah, I don't know. you'd know that. But um, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So, what were what were the first? Uh, so, well, it just says featuring beers from Eden Mill Brewery and Birchover Brewery. Oh, Birchover. So this yeah. was before the time where we actually said what beers we were genuinely having. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the picture. Oh, you're not on the SoundCloud, are you? So, yeah. The pictures would be on the SoundCloud, but oh, I see. Yeah. Does anyone use the SoundCloud? I use the SoundCloud. Sorry, shout out to those people who use the SoundCloud. But yeah, thanks to our SoundCloud listeners, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is including myself because that's how I listen. Uh, to it. And this is what I say about Bell Hotel. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Bell Hotel pours pale straw with strong hop aroma from liberal. Oh my god. I. Uh, it's it's going to say Simcoe, isn't it? From liberal use of Cascade, Mosaic, Simcoe, and just... <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it needs more. It's got four... It's got obviously three it other hops more. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cascade, more. Mosaic, Simcoe, and Jester, which I've never heard. Jester. No. Uh, late in the boil and dry hopped. Golden Promise Malt provides an excellent backbone for balance, and at 3.9%, why stop at one? Which is yeah, I don't disagree with that. Dis- yeah. I don't disagree with that. So I suppose my, my point then would be, rather than saying use something like Simcoe would be use, more use a bit it. more Simcoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for anyone interested, they also do a West Coast IPA um, called Hopping Spree, a black lager called Gunmetal, a uh, uh, pale egg called Steeplechase, and a gold nail called Topside, and their lager is called Frisbee, which is in Melton. Lovely. Um, and they won, they said it's sold out here, but they have done a New Zealand pills now. Interestingly, Ooh, mainland. Nice. So, yeah, it seems like they're putting out like a fair, fair bit. And, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
This yeah. is called a summer session pale ale. Okay. There so SSPA. 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 Not special. Yeah. So I think worth a. But no, yeah, worth the trip. Absolutely. Yeah, and definitely a solid beer to start us off. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so, as uh, just before we go on to our second beer, um, what have we been up to in the last couple of weeks? It's actually only been a couple of weeks this time yeah, since, uh, since our last episode. Um, I can go first. You go. You want. go ahead. Um, I've only been to. Well, I've had the. Uh, I've finished off the kind of last beer fifty-two uh, selection mm-hmm. that we had, um, and uh, I also had. Um, well, I had a couple more of the double dry hop because we had a double dry hop episode last time, yes. and I actually had a couple. I saved a couple from the beer fifty-two box um, that were DDHs. Um, I can't remember the names of them now because I didn't. I've, I've been useless with Untapped again. Absolutely useless. But um, I had a couple of those, and I'm really excited for this new. Uh, have you had the? Have you got the new beer fifty-two box? I haven't. Yeah. Oh, I've paused it for a couple of months. Ah, right, okay. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm really excited. It's a uh, Boston-related, Boston-themed box this time. Um, And it's got a lot from a brewery called Harpoon. And it's including, and this sounds really exciting, a Dunkin' Donuts Porter. Oh. That just sounds immense. (laughs) (laughs) Uncancel it. (laughs) If that's going to make anybody uncancel the Beer 52, it's got to be that. Um, and yeah, just some really cool stuff. Um, a New England uh, IPA is on there as well, and um, yeah, quite a lot from Harpoon actually, and a, a brewery called Clown Shoes as well. I had their um, American Kolsch uh, last night, and that was really nice, really, uh, really flavourful, um, really good, uh, smashable beer that mm-hmm. one. Um, but over the weekend, uh, well, on Saturday, I went to uh, two two of my favourite places in Leicester. I went to Tun again. Um, and I went to the Two-Tailed Lion, who was celebrating their first birthday on the Saturday. Oh, nice. So happy birthday to the Two-Tailed Lion! Mm. Um, Two-Tailed Lion. I've got to say this right. So I had I had the mini strawberry shake at, uh, for, from Wonder Beyond Brewery at Two-Tailed, which is just extraordinary. I would recommend anybody have it. And I also had um, Arbor Ales. I had Fate Alaska. And that was also absolutely brilliant. It was beautiful. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm not too familiar myself with the taste of a baked Alaska. I don't, I don't think I've had one before. But um, my girlfriend had uh, a bit of it and she was like, yeah, that actually just tastes like a baked Alaska in beer form. It was absolutely sensational. Just beautiful, beautiful beer. Cool. Um, but she had probably the best cocktail I've ever tasted <laughs> in my entire life. So it was uh, it was a birthday cocktail that they did, especially for the day, and uh, it involved... Um, <clears throat> uh, I can't remember the name of the vodka now. Um, it, def- it began with S, but I can't remember. Not Smirnoff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, was, um, it had a vodka, and then it had um, Tiny Rebel uh, beer-infused syrup. Raspberry, I think it was raspberry syrup. Um, white chocolate liqueur um, milk and then had a frosting frosted rimming frosted rimming <laughs> had a frosted <laughs> rim sorry around the uh, <laughs> had a freeze past that one had a, fr- had a frosted rim around yeah. the side of it like, it literally cake frosting around it with hundreds and thousands oh amazing on it oh my god it was the sweetest thing I've ever tasted in my life like you too 
Pardon? That's the song, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Niche. Oh, I thought you meant I was... Okay. No, no, um, no, no, no. No, good, good Not you two. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, it was. I've actually asked them if they could just make that all year round because it was just phenomenal. It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, um, absolutely love Two-Tailed Line. Brilliant in there. And uh, just anybody who can check it out. I know them Beers Without Frontiers have been in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, they really raved about it. Yeah, yeah, no, the um, guy at Two Tailed was asking about them, actually. <laughs> First, well, they, uh, I said about well, which podcast uh, we were on, uh, and they were like, oh, are you with the Biz? <laughs> biz, I've heard, gave me some flyers. Oh. Which I think is stepping on our turf a bit, isn't it? I think that's a diss. I think that's a diss. Oh, yeah, are we bringing is. up this feud again? <laughs> I'm 100% bringing this feud up. Yeah, Ooh. we're going to have to go West Side Story on. I think we do. On this, yeah. yeah. Let's get down to Coventry. Let's show them. I'm just fucking eat. Every fly we can get. All across <laughs> the oh, no, I thought you were going to say we're going to do something illegal. <laughs> all across the West Midlands, just through, just plaster it, just yeah. plaster it. Yeah. Thank God, I thought you were just going to let's fucking kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. West Midlands, we're just going to stick MBB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like mysterious MBB stickers, just yeah. around. The, yeah. Like <laughs> Where'd you put them? None eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Start. Get some of those T-shirts printed. That we've always wanted. Yeah. We've always wanted. Well, the mouth pucker sucker and the mouth yeah, <laughs> man. All the big catchphrases. All the big catchphrases. Catch Never been in a loft. Thank mouth fuck for that. Hello. Thank <laughs> <laughs> fuck for that. Never said on one episode. Thank fuck for that. Thank fuck for that. Oh dear. Um, so Mango. Oh, oh, anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, as I said, absolutely recommend. And Ton as well was brilliant. I can't remember the two beers that I had there, but um, again, just brilliant stuff at Ton. It was a really nice day on Saturday as well, so it was nice to sit out in the garden again at Ton and uh, just uh, soak that all in. And um, yeah, really, really cool place. Um, so yeah, that was that's kind of been my last uh, my last couple of weeks. Class. So Tom, uh, tell us about. Let's let's go with you next. Okay. Cool. I hope you got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been a bit. Yeah, I, I think I ranted on again like I normally did last time, but I haven't done uh, done too much. Um, me and Ashley came down to the beer house. Didn't we, we did. And um, what a novel idea. A, <laughs> <laughs> we came down to watch. We actually brought the iPad down and we watched the Lionesses. Lionesses, yeah, 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 we did, yeah. yeah. Um, so I kicked off there with a um, an endless summer from Black Irish Brewery. I thought you meant you actually like kicked off. Like, no, we <laughs> kicked yeah. off. Yeah, we kicked off. <laughs> yeah, um, endless, yeah, with endless summer, um, just tasting oh. banging. Oh, I love endless summer. Yeah, so just good. so so good. Um, then moved on to the um, something I've not had loads from these guys, but Burnt Mill Brewery uh, had one of their New England IPAs with lemon drop frog, lemon drop bog, not frog. frog. Not frog. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is again just, I, I think it just at the time I, I just put them in on on the taps. I didn't really comment on it, but uh, I rated it as four, and it was just from what I remember, it was just super drinkable, just really nice, and just you know, lemony. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, and then I just had the I tried the India Pale Lager um, from Braybrook, which was which was superb. Which I think I've talked about. On the- I don't think you um, you might have done. Uh, it's very good. It was four point two five percent, and you could tell it was. It's something like six percent. So it tastes like a strong lager. But I know I say every so podcast, good. but how fucking good at Braybrook. Oh, brilliant! I've <laughs> yeah. had a couple tonight. I had the um, Keller, yeah. which we have at the Creek Club. Which, by the way, is like we have a lot of like guys that are used to just general lagers. 
Yeah. So I think we had we had a generic macro lager on keg tap, and then we took we we got rid of the taps, and we just got fridge stuff, and we've got Budweiser in there, uh, but we've also got Braybrook, and Braybrooks were selling about three quid. Uh, the Budweiser's are 180, but the, the Braybrooks are the most popular. Even like the opposition are going like, what lagers have you got? And we're saying, well, we've got Budweiser, or we've got this local Keller um, lager from Braybrook, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll go with that. And then they end up drinking it, like yeah. staying on it, they'll have another one. And it's really good to like, just that yeah. locals yeah. doing over macro, like, oh, absolutely, AB yeah. and Bev, fuck you. Like, it's so good. <laughs> and in Langton's as well, we've got Rainbow Bridge, Thomas Lift, and Incline Plain. And Rainbow Bridge is just, out of the three, it just seems the most popular, and that's brilliant. It's just so, it's really good that we're able to. I've just got this image of uh, just a couple of guys at AB InBev, just like small, a small Leicestershire uh, brewery. Yeah, let's check this out. Who are, uh, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking touch them. Yeah, yeah um, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's, yeah, it's nice to be able to just provide some really good local beers and that you know that people are, you know, we're shifting it mm. like loads, uh, which is really good. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that IPL was. was Superb. Uh, and then I had the Nen Valley Big Bang Theory, which is I'll put here really tasty, chocolate flavours, uh, well balanced with a hoppy bitterness, very quaffable. Um, so yeah, that was that was superb. And again, like Nen Valley, again, just another local. Just yeah. I don't think I we've mean, ever had a bad Nen Valley beer. We're, we're going to uh, one tonight, haven't we? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> hope it's not too bad. Tell, tell <laughs> the one next. But yeah. yeah, so that's great. And then um, I don't know where I had this. I had a Adnams, uh, oh, I had it in Taste Social. So Taste nice. Social, uh, one of the restaurants in Harbour, I've got uh, the Jack Brand Ease Up IPA from Adnams. Uh, I'll just say a nice compliment to the meal I was having, not too heavy, because uh, you know you can eat a lot in Taste Social, can't we? Mm. Um, along with the chicken bowl. Chicken bowl. Chicken bowl. Not too heavy and had some great fruity flavours. Not as truffle as expected, no, because it made it quite a, it made it seem like the, the logo you probably see is quite a bright logo. I know it's only small there, but it's and the yeah. the, the, the bottle itself is quite quite funky in terms of it's got it's like pink and orange and it's it is like a, it yeah. gives a picture it's tropical and it talks about being tropical and it's not like a massive tropical hit. It's just just a nice like a nice fruity flavour. Yeah. It's not it maybe is but it's still like still top still really good. Um, and then just last few things to, to finish on. Um, I picked up. It's taken me a while, and it still blows my mind that this beer is in Tesco, and you can pick it up in Tesco for not a lot. Is the Breakfast Club vocation? It's vocation and um, someone else. Um, what? No, carry on. Oh, carry on. whispering. <laughs> Why is it going on? <laughs> uh, it's no, vocation. Vocation and Yeasty Boys. Yeah. Uh, stout. It's just, I'll put here, this is 4.5 rated it, superb. Sweet blueberry at the start, then the sort of vanilla and bitterness with a nice hit of cinnamon at the end. And what's brilliant is like, it's just how the cinnamon, like you feel like it could be like an overpowering kind of flavor, but they got it just right. It just hits you at the end and it just almost like, just makes you want to go back for more and just quench that, that thirst again. Uh, even though like you feel like something like quite heavy, kind of a breakfast muffin, uh, waffle, stout you think would be like quite like you you can just sip it but it's almost like it's so good and <laughs> yeah just, it does blow my mind that you know you think it's like a beer that you should be picking up in like a independent tap room and in fact you can get it in tesco it's just it's just <laughs> it's mad. Still pretty mad um, yeah. it's really good and then finally 
um, I went to um, the Princess Alexandra in Northampton. Um, went down to see, see my family, and me and Dad had a couple of hours together, so we thought we'd, we'd pop to the pub. And Princess Alexandra's really good. It's quite, quite a smallish pub, but it does a lot of good craft, um, craft beers, yeah. ke- keg and cask, good, good keg and cask range. Had some called a Jute Session IPA from Salt Beer Factory. Um, this is a really weird one, because it's one of those where I drank it and I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, I could give this a five. And I started drinking it, and there was just this weird, like, I carried on drinking it. It's like this odd aftertaste with it. And it, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It was almost like it was, um, like this weird, like, herby flavour. All right. But I don't know if it was just like a, a bitterness that didn't quite taste, like, taste right. Hmm. So I'd love to have the beer again and just see whether it was just me on that particular day whether it's someone like had before like I've eaten something before and it just affected my flavours or um, I don't know it was weird because at first it just tasted like initially it's just you get this really like this great fruity um, like, hoppy flavours and then it's just this weird aftertaste that you just kind mm. of just go like what is that like hard yeah, yeah really weird so like a beer that could have been a four was like I put it as two point seven five, and I felt like it's a bit harsh because I think actually it's probably a bit like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I finished actually on Prince Alexander had their own pilsner, and that was great. Just nice, clean tasting, and didn't have a weird aftertaste. So <laughs> that was nice. Just a good yeah. standard like pilsner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, more than I thought I'd try. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've, I've kind of yeah. Um, I'm, I'm find stuff from the yeah. Prince Alexander is a, it's it, you know we talk about like um, uh, beer gorilla um, and there's like Marlborough and Co. I've got a tap room in um, in Northampton. Oh, it's good places, but yeah. it, this is like a, a good like a good proper pub that's um, that's got a really decent range. Think they do good food. It's good spaces. Nice outside spots. So mm. like it's worth decent. Yeah, it's really worth going to. Oh, well, um, should we start a second beer? We'll start yeah, a second please. beer. Yeah, 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 can... We've been going for fucking ages. Sorry. Yes, no. So this is um, this is the Nem Valley um, release. The chimps. Um, for this is the West Coast pair, uh, West Coast pair, wasn't it? Yes. Cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers, boys. cheers. cheers. Um, this is one of the Nem Valleys I haven't actually had. So uh, I've actually had the Big Bang Theory. I thought it was phenomenal. Good. Yeah. And obviously Nem Valley do one of my favourites. So uh, I've got um, got high hopes for the release. I'm of getting chimps. A... That is all over your nose, mate. Oh no. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting some nice fruity flavours. Yeah, I've it's really. It in my nose. Yeah, no, it's proper. Oh, it's proper another strong, nice smelling beer yeah, as well. Yeah, proper it's strong, like, fruity. Yeah, yeah. What percentage is it? Uh, this was percentage was it actually? Uh, I think it's four point four. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's exactly four point four. Our uh, our lovely uh, barman put them in order for us <laughs> to, to try yeah, so that yeah, we didn't yeah. get it wrong. I think we had a comment on Twitter when I think someone put a picture up. Yeah. Tonight, because Paul's gone left, Mate. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's uh, right to left. Paul said right to left, right which to would have been yeah, from yeah. dark to light. Yeah. No, Paul. Bad Paul. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if me and Paul had our way, we would have just knocked the dark one off the table. Sorry, guys. But uh, yeah, what are your first thoughts on taste? <sighs> Superb. It's got that really nice again. Like it's almost like clean tasting at the start. You got those kind of fruity flavours and that bitterness, and it's it's like it's that grapefruity. It's that kind of fruit bitterness you get from like a grapefruit or oh, a, yeah. like. Um, do you get it much from like stone fruits? Like that bitterness. 
Why are you smirking at me like that? <laughs> I just wasn't expecting you to say stone fruits. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, that's more of a plum, isn't yeah, it? Like, I don't, yeah, a, um, I think so. Yeah, maybe like an underripe plum or something. Yeah, but, um, yeah maybe not then. But Definitely um, the grapefruit. You've got that, like grapefruit. T- it's like a, I always forget that word. It's a great word, yeah. isn't it? We'll tartness, get it written yeah. down next time. Yeah, like grapefruit tartness, like, and But then you get that like bitterness as well. And again, it's sort of... I'll probably use this word a few times tonight, but that's like sort of Moorish sort of... You just want to go back to it, don't you? Mm, absolutely. Like, it, it is. And it, again, this one, it coats the mouth a bit. Which sometimes I feel like you get more from like the high ABV beers yeah. that are a bit thicker. I'm not saying this is thin or anything, but you, it's... Coats the mouth that quite yeah, it's, nice it's, fruity. It's got that cleanliness to it, but it's also yeah, as you say, no, it does really coat the mouth, and there's a really nice, nice bitter aftertaste to it mm. as well um, going on there. But um, no, this is absolutely sensational. What are your thoughts, Ashley? I think that the, for me, the, the bitterness builds in in waves. It isn't like a, it's not sort of a start and stop no type thing. No. It isn't a case of you, know, you get a little bit of fruit at the start and then suddenly it's bitter. I think it's one of those that, as it as it sort of swirls around, it, it steadily builds over a period of time, and yeah. that to me is, feels like the right way to do it because what you want is you want everything to flow from one flavour to the next, yeah. and it feels like this flows from that initial first taste right through to that lingering bitterness at the very end it flows in a in a natural way rather than it being clearly separated out stages of now it's a bit fruity now it's bitter and now you're into aftertaste yeah so um i just think it's it feels like the sort of thing for me that this is one that i could have a few of you know this is one that i could stay on for the majority of a night yeah is this the sort of thing you were kind of hoping the first one would be or no I don't think so because I, I don't think you could describe this as a session no. pale so uh, I, I don't think this is one that you would market as being sessionable but I think just for me I would be happy having a few so I suppose it depends yeah. what you define as a session I know I'd happily like but I take think, a few you know, of those down yeah. yeah you know three or four pints of this and if that's my night then that's my I mean, yeah, there's definitely a bigger body to that. There's a little bit more carbonation. There's a little bit more kind of a yeah, a, heavy, a heavier feel as you go. That's down. that's the difference between gas and keg, right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I could still probably knock a good few of those yeah back. And yeah, I think it just where the SBA was, you know, it was a very solid beer. It was you know, it was a good beer, and um, you know, you could you could easily find yourself knocking about it. Where we were saying maybe it could add this. It feels like. It, this has just kind of gone leaps and bounds like, yeah. in terms of flavour. I think, to be fair, I think... I mean, I think two very different beers, so obviously you can't, yeah, 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 you can't really that. knock them on flavour. I think for... that um, I think that Tom absolutely hit the nail on the head when he was talking about that sort of grapefruit. Because mm. I think that's the part where it transitions. And the sort of the part where you feel like the shift has, has moved from fruity into bitter is that moment in the middle where you almost sort of go... Oh, and then, it, and then it transitions over so it kind of you know goes fruity almost tart sour and that's the point that the bitterness has built but yeah. it then takes over and dominates into the aftertaste and and it's it's bizarre but um, it, it feels like it's planned it feels like it's intended to do that yeah. and it's, it feels like it's it's all doing the stuff that it's supposed to be doing in the way that it's supposed to be doing it so yeah. it just feels like it 
develops in, in a really organic way from, it, it really from first is, taste to aftertaste. It really is coating that mouth, isn't it? It's absolutely... Yeah, I mean, I've not had a sip for a minute or so there, and I've still got that sort of subtle bitterness at, yeah. at the back of my throat now. Um, I've had a really, really long wee, and I've still got the flavour in my mouth. <laughs> No, definitely of this superb beer. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting to the um, we don't know his name. Really sorry, the barman in the beer house. And um, next time someone goes in, get his name. He was just asking what beer we're on. I said this. He said, "Yeah, brilliant." Like the, you know, it's not like how slow does he think we are? Yeah, I know. Yeah, forty-five minutes. We're only on the fucking beer. You know, really like um, he's drinking. But he said it's not. You know. And I think I agree with him. It's not too like, like smashing your face, like full of flavours. No, just, we were just saying, yeah, we could probably quite, knock, sorry, knock a good. A no, Imagine. you say we could probably yeah. knock a good few of those down. Actually, and we're saying like, in terms of the flavour, like, I'm saying it again, but obviously it's <laughs> recorded. I've heard it. So, Tom, listen back to the podcast. I will do. Yeah, don't worry. I'll listen back. I'll, I'll listen back. Fine. Yeah. Um, so while we're kind of uh, polishing it off, Ashley, what have you been doing in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, for me, it's been a fair whack of big name stuff. So again, mm, get you Tesco. Oh, you know, I love my brands. Um, <laughs> so Neckle has been a massive one. I found oh, some four packs amazing. of those in Sainsbury's and just got like two, uh, three, three four packs. And over the last week or so, three, it's been one four, of those. Five packs. Yeah. <laughs> so over the last week, it's been you know a couple of those a night. Uh, vocation life and death from oh, Tesco which I really really love so um, have you swerved on them for some reason yeah I remember yeah. I got some and you sort of slagged it off a bit well how do you, you mean I didn't know you had a no I think the reason was and it, uh, I'm sure this is totally different when I this is going a long way back I think oh, this is a podcast a long time ago yeah. that was sort of saying that because I kind of got them I thought eh, eh, it was okay and then I heard a podcast that they're like the standards of their beers in the in the supermarkets have gone right down. All right, but I think I've always said I heard they're a lot better. <clears throat> but I just I think I've always got that like in the back of my head. But then oh, then again, good. I had the vocation like this, this what, the beer I just talked about with the Eastie Boys. Yeah. About the um, Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. So you know they they, they, are, they are very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say life and death. I've, so for I've some reason I just haven't I haven't there. like I've just. Yeah, I've just swerved it a couple of times um, and, got, and gone for something else in that fridge, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not saying it's not bad. Um, and then, obviously, as Tom alluded to, we did come here for the England Lionesses game. Uh, On the iPad. A win. Um, luckily, luckily a win, although I did miss the goal because I went for a piss. <laughs> very disappointing. Yeah. Did you see the game against Cameroon? Oh my god! Bizarre, Disgraceful. isn't it? Absolutely oh, yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to turn into a football podcast, but that was unbelievable. Oh, and shout out to the guys who um, you were chatting to because they commented on our picture. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really sorry. I forgot your name. Uh, You'll find it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who I'll was, find it. Who's chatting you up? What? Sorry, who was chatting to you? Who was chatting to you? No, we just had a few. There was like two or three guys because we were sat on this very table actually yeah. outside because <laughs> uh, it was a much it was sort of a warmer evening and we sat outside and was, yeah I don't think so I think they were just coming in and out I think oh, okay. one of them went to get fish and chips at one point and as they were coming in and out they were just sort of asking how's the game going what are you drinking all this sort of stuff and then um, after I posted a, a picture on our Twitter to say sat having some beers watching the football uh, one of them got in touch afterwards to 
to sort of say good to chat to you or, or whatever. So, oh, um, right, wicked, yeah. But during that evening, obviously, we've touched on what Tom had. Um, I had three of my own uh, with a Snake Eyes from Black Iris. Did you say that? No, no, no you no, had okay, the end of the summer. summer I was listening. End of summer. But that end wasn't of here, summer. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, Snake Eyes from Black Iris, so uh, Session Parallel at 3.8, and that to me was absolutely, you know, in a similar vein to, to the one we had at the start, a similar vein, super smashable, um, there was a reason why I wanted that to be my first one, because it's just something that you smash down and, and crack on with. Yeah, you know, absolutely, it, yeah. It got me into that that mindset of, of being in a pub and having a beer, and, and got me ready for things that were perhaps a little bit more I like that beer that gets you flavorful. into the mindset of it I like that yeah. yeah there you go you know it's a mindset parallel um, <laughs> mindset parallel there you go there's a new type for you we MS. then yeah. had a no mindset's one word I then had a possibly yeah. Yeah. sorry carry on sorry sorry <laughs> sorry. it's fine sorry. I mean you know I sat here perfectly silently while you two wanging on for 20 yeah. minutes oh, I'm very sorry, very sorry. Very sorry. Uh, I then had a kernel double um, so I mean, as, as in two separate beers from Colonel, yeah. double. Oh, absolutely. So I appreciate yeah, no, that. That is a thing yeah, that yeah. would, you know, I don't want to start confusing the, the Belgian fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had the the India Pale Ale from Colonel. Uh, I think it's, it's sort of a classic, isn't it? It's one of those that basically every three weeks you see at least one person on Twitter posting that classic brown paper label saying, yeah. "This is what I'm drinking," and it's fucking exceptional. And it's fucking exceptional yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just and even though they do like because you, you can say they don't really have a core range they're just always like changing the hops or whatever with an IPA and it, but it's just always fucking it's exceptional it's all amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah and that IPA was absolutely superb um, obviously at 6.8 I didn't fancy another one after that um, so I moved on to the, the second kernel beer which was the beer de saison uh, sour cherry saison um, which actually was much less cherry than I thought it was going to be but the beer was better for it because I I think I was in the mindset of it being a bit of a lambic mm. whereas actually it was very much more that sort of farmhousey tart sour rather than real cherry sour but with a little bit of cherry flavour running through it and actually I, I think <clears throat> I enjoyed it a lot more as it was than I would if it had just been cherry lambic style super cherry sweet and you know mm. give you a toothache after after half a pint so that was absolutely exceptional 5.6% um, only came in halves but um, yeah that, that was one that had it Cheers. not been had it not been the end of the night end of the game I would quite happily have had more yeah but um yeah, that was then we went back way. in uh, smash some the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did a Brooklyn orange. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I recently was gifted to a Brooklyn twelve pack. Um, so that's four of the lager, four of the pilsner, and four of the Naranjito orange. You said this last podcast as well. Oh well, yeah, did, oh yeah. shut up then. Yeah. No, well, we <laughs> no, 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 we did have the orange one. The orange was really, really nice. Um, some overcooked, games, didn't we? Overcooked and overcooked. some more combat and uh, modern warfare. Which and is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny. Very Absolute funny. class game. Yeah. yeah. Glad, you, glad you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, I think you were busy. I think you were gigging. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Busy. Sounds, yeah. sounds like me on a Saturday. Yeah. It was a Friday. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, I was at home alone. No. Mm. Um, no, but um, great stuff. <laughs> well, you know, slightly more to contribute in that section than, yeah. than normal. Yeah. Proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm gonna go, you. I need to make a more concerted effort to go out of my way and find some interesting shit. Well, I mean, you know, we've, you know... Well, a couple of things I just I like. I just guns. got lucky. Like, so I, I realised there's one bit I didn't talk about. I can't remember what it was. Becky just, she'd got, um, I'd had dinner. She got in late, a bit later. So she'd gone to the co-op and she just saw a beer that was just reduced to a pound. And it was like, um, just some like fruity IPA. And it was just really nice. And it's, you know, I just got lucky there. But like, mm. and that was just co-op. And I'd never heard of this. I don't think I'd ever had anything from that brewery before. Yeah. Just got lucky there. And then, I think I tweeted coming back from Kendall. Um, it was that was a bit weird one as well because it was just like I need. I was like, oh, shit, I need to, you know, need to get coffee. Three and a half hour drive home. Yeah. Just pulled up at the nearest like st- like just generic petrol station, and in there they've got like loads of local beers, and it was like <laughs> in there Windermere <laughs> Brewing Company, and I guess it's like it's easy for them to do that if it's a smaller. Wonder Beyond. Yeah. Um, Windermere. Oh, Windermere. Sorry, Windermere I Brewing Wonder, Company. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry yeah, I did yeah. m- m- mumble that. Windermere Brewing Company. Windermere, yeah. uh, and I, again, that was like a solid beer. So I think like it, it is like actually it is like we need to you need to go out and get some stuff. But it's, actually, sometimes you just stumble upon yeah some ex- things, don't you? And just exactly. go like you just see it and go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we are lucky that we've got. We talked a million times about how we're lucky. I was, we've got I was here literally just going to say, yeah. We, we do touch on it so much how lucky we are in the yeah. position of just how it, exceptional the, the board is always so strong like yeah. especially tonight like we've got we are in three beers from three counties in the Midlands yeah I think there's um, there's definitely a couple of others well we've got Braybrook on there as well and then you've got, well, got Cloudwater there's a Cloudwater beer on tonight yeah or this week and it's just you know something that I'm fantastic. sure we will see a lot of at Indie Man yeah exactly <laughs> definitely um, but it's just great that this it reaches this this part of the world yeah, like absolutely. for us you know a little town in you know a little town in Leicestershire yeah, I, I remember I can't remember who said it to me but um, somebody was kind of questioning you know with uh, with Brood going and with Head of Steam going and we're like mm. well, what's Leicester really got to offer in terms of in terms of the beer scene and I, was, I think for what, uh, what they may lack in quantity in terms of quality I mean the two I've already touched on Two-Tailed Lion and Tun absolutely phenomenal places and then you've got a great bottle shop like Brucopedia that's absolutely exceptional as well and uh, you do just have uh, the, the odd occasional pubs I mean the Brewdog in Leicester itself is just no, yeah. it's got such a great yeah. range on I think yeah for what um, Leicester kind of lacks in quantity of places like Nottingham's got a hell of a lot of places for craft I'm not saying like any of them are bad quality though Nottingham has just got a brilliant selection going on but Leicester's definitely got a great kind of as I say a quality beer selection and beer kind of mm. scene going on there and, yeah, and think and, of the breweries yeah. around as well exactly um, and no, yeah not just Leicester as even well, like Round Corner like that tonight just randomly like pop you know yeah. in Melton Mowbray where you wouldn't think there'd be like a top award-winning you got, la- you got Langton's you just down the road Braybrook, couldn't you in Langton's yeah. and we used to have um, MH right here as well yeah, yeah. Christ, we've got Oak and Citra on our girl set. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you forget about that sometimes. Oh, like, of all the good stuff, you're like, oh shit, yeah, we've got Oak and Brian the doorstep. In the county, it's not a county. And then you just go over to Northamptonshire and you've just got some exceptional stuff over there. You've got Nen Valley, you've got Boot Town. They're yeah. exceptional. And, like, just... I think uh, one place I'd really like to go to is Mall Brewing. I think that's somewhere. Like, I, mm. I remember picking up a couple of their beers. Again, like it was just in our co-op or something in Wellingbrook or something like that. 
and it was the beers are great and now they've, and they've got a tap room in Northampton it's kind of like <laughs> shit we need to like you know yeah. just go there Northampton's definitely somewhere I know we talk about a lot of places that we want to go to and drink Northampton's kind of one of those underrated sort of we know, we know a couple, well Tom definitely knows a couple of places in Northampton that I think we could really have an awesome time yeah. I mean, big gorilla oh, you know, I've been there before absolutely sensational place um, one thing I will say about Prince Alexander which I've forgotten I think it's really worth mentioning mm. not that many people want, you know, might not hear this but um, I the the Jupe the IPA that I was talking about that had the slightly weird aftertaste yeah. I went for a pint of it because it was only 4.2% and I said yeah I'll have a pint of that please and what I thought was really good, and I don't know, and I'll open this up to our listeners, guys on Twitter and stuff, like, what are your thoughts on this, but what I thought was really good, and I don't know how often this happens, is the barman went, that is £6.20. Yeah. If you want a pint. And I was like, oh, shit, right, okay. Uh, and I said, like, do you do two-thirds? And he said, yeah, we do a schooner. Great, I'll, I'll have that instead. But he could have easily just gone. Yeah. Yep, sure, pint, and then... Like maybe when I'd order dads as well, when I when it's suddenly, yeah. you know, eight pound or well, close to ten quid, I might have just sort of not bad an eyelid thinking like the two together, but actually one of them was like six pounds twenty. And I know like I, th- I actually saw something interesting on Twitter like people need to get over the fact that sometimes lower ABV beer can still be as much as like a high ABV beer. Because yeah. sometimes I think of like a beer that's nine percent. Obviously, there's a lot more that's gone into it, so it's probably going to be more expensive compared to like some 4% beers so I was a bit I was, was a bit taken aback and he sort of said yeah that's £6.20 like, okay I'll have a like two thirds but I thought it was really good of him to absolutely not yeah. just take advantage and pour the pint yeah. and I've definitely had it with cans I don't know if I've ever had it with pints or, or two thirds but I've definitely had it with cans in terms of um, so in Nottingham in, in Canal House I know that I went for one of the Black Iris beers in a can and there they said something like just so you know this can is 620 or, or something like that so um, I mean I still went for it because you know, Black Iris I'm too polite <laughs> <laughs> too polite to say no yeah, no no I'll choose something else but it, I think it's good it's a good it's I think it's a good responsibility from it is important like the craft beer yeah. bubble world that I think you know they clearly appreciate there might just be some people that are looking to expand their horizons but not necessarily by breaking the bank, yeah, and you know there'll be there might be plenty of people that are that um, you know like us drink a lot of craft beer and we're well in well in that bubble and stuff and and we would happily pay six quid for that, but there'll be others that, that won't. Mm-hmm. Whether you're well, whether you're a seasoned craft beer expert or whether the, you're you yeah. know, you're into it and, and at the start of your journey you might not want to spend that. So I think it's good that places that do that, you know, because they could they could be making a big hit on that, you know, a big win on that. Um, but you know, in this case, I've said actually no. I'm not going to well, I much. suppose I, I can't imagine them making a massive win because I I would guess that. Well, the yeah, reason, I guess they're not. They're the not reason doing a huge they are, yeah, yeah, the reason yeah, they're yeah. charging so much is because they had to pay more to get, get it in. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they're probably charging the same margin that they would for all the other beers. It's just yeah. that it was it was more expensive to bring in. But um, I think that's the advantage. So at a place like this where we are tonight, having a a chalk board where it's got here's what the price is for a third a half two thirds and a pint um, or those places where you've got one of the digital untapped boards that tells you exactly the same stuff here's what we've got on here's how much a half is here's how much a pint is it means that people are going into it with that informed 
decision so they can actually you know they can go in with their eyes open and say I know how much this is going to cost and I'm prepared to pay that yeah um, because it is awkward you know you know it's like that sort of pretty woman situation isn't it where you know being in a position where someone says oh just so you know this beer's six pound whatever and you kind of go oh actually no one wants to be in that position because you kind of feel everyone feels awkward in that situation if you're asking someone to put the put the can back in the fridge and get me something else because I can't afford that or yeah but I don't, think, it, I don't think it should be a, a case of like not being able to afford it I think it's just that people will have a, an idea of like their budget for the night or they might just have an yeah. idea of how much they want to pay for a beer and if if people want, don't want to pay much more than a five or four pound fifty then I don't think it's too yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. To turn it. do you know what I mean I don't think, I don't think it's a case of people like yeah people might go actually that's beyond my means but I think also it's just some people might have a bit of a principle yeah, no, go, actually think, you know what no, we do. I'm not spending <laughs> we, we 606 all, quid just to have a yeah, yeah, whether it's do. a pint we, or a can or a we all have an upper limit that we're prepared to pay for a beer in the same way that we all have an upper limit in what we're prepared to pay for a meal out or of course, yeah, a yeah. new car or something like that there's always an upper limit that we're prepared to pay but I think that there is a, a level of awkwardness in that conversation about this is how much this costs and you now need yeah, to make a decision yeah because after the bar, you've already like made a decision could have like I could have come back and gone do I look like I'm poor like I, I could be a twat and go like yeah. well why are you telling me that because do I look like I can't afford yeah, it yeah yeah absolutely so I can totally yeah I can totally understand that the awkwardness it could it could bring but I also think it's something that does need to I nice think it is honesty, isn't I it? think yeah. it is a yeah. responsibility to, to be open about so the fact that you know, not, you know we're like I say we're really lucky here where all the prices are put out there and you know exactly how much you're paying yeah. um, you know in some places that's not the case if, if it's not on the menu if it's like guest beers or like um, it's like in the fridge and not on the you know yeah. not obviously you can always ask but um yeah, I think sometimes you just you just take you just like I did sort of way. Yeah, you I sort do of, not expect that beer you, to be six pounds yeah, twenty you, for the pint. So order it. And then. I think it is. It's very easy to look at the percentage of a beer and make an assumption to say, well, that's probably going to be in the region of four pounds to five pounds ten, and then you know it, it does then cause a bit of surprise to hear that it's a fair bit more than that. And there have been a number of times here at the beer house where. I see the name and the description of a beer, and I think, yes, I'm having a pint of that. And then you carry on looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go, actually, I'm going to have two thirds, you know, yeah. because you, you see that it is six quid or, or whatever. But I think that I think there is a responsibility for them to say. Also, I think they're quite how much it is. Yeah, I think they're quite responsible here in that whether it's the ABV or how much it's going to cost, they just say, right, you can't buy. A pint Some things there. are only halves. Yeah. Yeah. Max. Or, or two, two thirds yeah. is a max. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rich. You don't understand if it's a high ABV, but I think it's also, I think some of them are also because it would just be, it's not just the ABV, it's the fact yeah. that actually that's, we're not going to even ask people to pay for that, that yeah. you know, pay for that much for a pint, you know, yeah. the audacity. But I think, you know, part of that, part of that ability to be able to come back and say, just so you know, this is X pounds, is also that thing that I think we've touched on before about the sort of, the level of, understanding and knowledge and care that people working behind bars have you know to be able to so you go into a fridge someone orders a can and the ability to come back and say just so you know that's like six quid it's very easy to not know how much that is 
whack it through the till and then come to me having it already put it through the till to go that's six pound twenty and then I feel like it's much harder to say yeah even yeah now yeah. that you've rung it up unring it and, and put then, it back or even like Christ I might have even opened it by then yeah absolutely because you've gone I love that put it on the and then they go like fucking hell that's but that, I think that level oh, of that, that six and I think that because I, I that's the one thing about sometimes with Freemasons that irks me a little bit is when I ask for something in the fridge and just sometimes they're just like I'm like yeah it's the it's the one on the yeah yeah down no down below right yeah that one <laughs> and it's kind of like come on like at least sort of know your fridge a little bit yeah. try and know your fridges right, a little yeah. bit not, I know it's, it's hard not, I know, I know, I know yeah, they're asking they're, people they're not like the staff here in, yeah, in, in Freemasons yeah. they're you know then probably some of them are, are not craft beer drinkers and that's yeah. absolutely fine but as long as they know something about it I think is always yeah. and again now we're going into a whole other debate aren't we but yeah. I think like and that's yeah. the thing but all I'm saying is sorry, sorry the point there was if I yeah if I say for can I have that Wonder beyond mini milkshake IPA. Like, uh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them so much effort getting it, and then they get it out, and then they about to open it, and oh, how much? And then, you know, or they don't even know how much that yeah. is. Yeah. That could be eight quid, for all I know. And then they pop it open, and then you've gone through all that effort to then realise, oh, fucking hell, I can't. Really, it, it, but it's that question of you know, do you That's just have that beer, or do you have two other beers? Four quid each. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that question, isn't it? So you know, are you having? So I remember a night, I did, I did it once. A beer? Um, well, we, <laughs> I think this is like the one time that we planned a, we actually sat down and planned a podcast. I think it might have been with the beer, because we were like seeing Beer Clotche. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember when we took your laptop in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that and I went was and that got, I think that might have been Trebian, actually. It might be Trebian and Ivan. Ivan, yeah. So I think, yeah, we went there and anyway, so we were planning it and I think, I do remember actually getting a can of, I think it was, um, it might have been like electric bear or something. Uh, I think it was a word up, something like that. Yeah. And uh, it was something that was like high, like highish ABV that I didn't realise, and just like, <laughs> and that was a moment where I said, yeah, that's that yeah. cat, that can, which was a three thirty mil can. It was, yeah, like it was a five quid, and that that there's a that actually thinking about it now was where they opened it. Yeah. And then just told me, and I was told like, you, oh, yeah. "Well, I've just got to pay for it now, don't I?" I think you opened an interesting can of worms about the people that work behind bars, because I think if you look at those two places, so one is a place that's a bit more generic, serves food, has TVs, music, sort of caters for the masses. Our level of expectation of the people working behind the bar is probably lower than it is here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like we know, we know our venues, and we've got to. But I think. But the expectation is still, if I say the name of a can in the fridge, you should know which, you should one, know that which is. one it is. Yeah. Whereas here, if we say the name of a beer, we, we expect to be able to have a conversation to say, well, what's that similar to? What flavours am I expecting? Mm. If I liked that beer, will I like this I like one? This beer, yeah. You know, you, you expect a much more detailed conversation here as opposed to, you know, we don't just say, can I have a pint of number whatever. You know, there is a bit more nuance to it. Yeah, that's so like the guy here tonight. You know, he's helped, he's he's recommended the order we should have them in. He's sort of given us hints of what they should taste like. He's sort of, you know, he's been like super helpful. Yeah. Um, without which, even asking, we didn't. Without you know, even we didn't asking, ask yeah. Any of that, yeah. Um, which is a great service. He could just tell we needed it. 
Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three fucking idiots. It's like, oh, fuck, it's MBB. Right, better <laughs> yeah. tell them. <laughs> um, Shall we um, crack on with our third the, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah while well, well, yeah. we're talking. Yeah, yeah so um, this, is the, this is the Gooseberry IPA. Zesty IPA. Yeah, yeah from, uh, from Wiper and True in Bristol. So uh, cheers, boys. Cheers. cheers. And imme- a lot immediately, really I have had a scent of this already, and that berry really... Come through. Oh yeah, no. I mean, so there, but this is this is pretty obviously ha- we've had three. Hazy. Well, our last one's definitely a little bit different. But the second, um, well, the second was I think the second one was hazier. Yeah. The second one was hazier than this. Obviously, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the first was very much what you would expect it to be. Kind of under a weird light, so it's a bit, yeah. But um, yeah, you can get a good amount of it's zingy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just dip my nose in mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. There is a good, there is a good scent of. I think that I'm not very familiar with gooseberry, but I think that's kind of hmm. definitely coming through a fair amount. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had a gooseberry. Um, I've had a gooseberry once, and uh, <laughs> I had a gooseberry once. So fuck it. That's the name of the episode. We went round to um, went round to a friend of ours, um, and. We were, I think we were going out running or something together, and her mum was was there, and I think she was just getting ready. And her mum was, her mum had just picked some gooseberries, um, and was sort of cleaning them and getting them ready. And we'd not really spoken before, me and my friend's mum. <laughs> um, but she was sort of just sat in the middle of the living room cleaning these gooseberries, and she just turned around and just offered me a. A gooseberry. Yeah, and it's the first the time I've ever had a gooseberry before. Gooseberry? I love the way you say gooseberry. 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 Do you, what do you say? Gooseberry. Well, I think I now <laughs> say gooseberry, but I think I would have said gooseberry. Gooseberry. Like more, gooseberry. Maybe, maybe more goo rather than a guh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Gooseberry. Yeah, the, uh, on the nose, it's quite, yeah, quite like a zingy sort of oh. lemony. I got that zingy, zesty. It well, it's a zesty, a bit of squash, it's sort of fruit squash. Yeah, just that really hoppy, definitely fruity, hoppy fruity mouthfeel, definitely shining through on that. Oh yeah, it's got it's just like really nice and it's just bright, isn't it? It feels bright. There's a weird description of it, but it's just yeah, yeah, so kind of like a little bit of like, wakes you up, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it's tart. There's a good, there's a good like thick, there's a good thickness like... to it. I don't, I don't think it's particularly yeah, thin. Yeah, you mean? Yeah, good, yeah. Like, it's got like a nice thickness to it, but it doesn't coat like the. Um, then Valley does I think that kind of no. there is a little bit of dissipation there and it kind of you know, dies away a little bit but that's, that's nice but is it's that really, really is, nice. is that something to do with the sharp flavour of the gooseberry could be something could yeah, well cutting be. through yeah. that yeah is it just I think because you still get you get that like cut of the gooseberry mm. and that <laughs> zingy zingy tarty but then you then you then it quickly goes into that kind of what like a normal IPA would be yeah. I guess where you then get that like Bit of bitterness, hoppiness at the end, rather than maybe at the start. See, so yeah, that's what I get: tartiness and then hoppiness. Although Gisbury does remind me of my one of my dad's favorite. Well, one of my favorite cricket stories of my dad. It's me telling a cricket story. There we go. Just um, yeah, this player. Um, he's an eccentric gentleman, shall we say? He's, he's always coming out with some proper classic. Uh, classic quotes, but he used to be a wicket keeper as well. And uh, wicket keepers are mental. You know how, <laughs> you know how, um, the trash talking cricket is um, sledging. 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 Yeah. sledging. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the word for it. It's uh, it Not can be interesting. Sport. Can be interesting at times. 
but um, he's not really, he's not really used to it. He's, he's a really nice bloke, so he's not really kind of used to the sledging. But um, he, he, I think he was kind of feeling it this day, and this uh, this batter comes to the crease. He's getting getting his crease crease ready. And he just uh, he just shouts over the bowler, and he just goes, "Go on then." Tickle his gooseberries. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, everybody just turns around. Uh, what? I've never heard that. Oh, I might try that this weekend. You know? it, it's him for four. <laughs> First ball. Oh, that didn't work then, did it? <laughs> Tickle his gooseberries. That's Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm giving that a go on Saturday. Yeah. Give it, yeah. Give it a go. Might work. Tickle his gooseberries. But no, yeah, no. Um, as I say, I'm really enjoying like, the it's kind quite, of um, bigger body on that. I don't know if this is because... I had lots of water today. So I feel a little dehydrated, is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. <laughs> but I like, it's quite dry, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I think the first one... Almost like, it's, it's almost like Definitely compared to the other two. It's almost like whiny. Like, kind of dry, like a dry white wine type like finish to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's it's quite crisp, isn't it? It's um, yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not a thirst quencher. No, it's it's and not something. Yeah, you know, I think the first one was very much a case of if you came in on a hot day and just wanted something you could quaff for one of a better word. That's what you'd go for. This is absolutely not that. Yeah, it almost dries your mouth out a bit, doesn't it? Like <clears throat> I know, like with some sours, you do get that like sour. Yeah, but like, and I, I know this is not a sour, but it's got that kind of tartiness to it. But it's. It kind of dries it, and that boldness, yeah, just kind of, yeah, <clears throat> makes it all feel a little bit. Yeah. Makes you, sounds weird. Makes the inside of your mouth just feel huge. Yeah, no, no, no. What you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever ask for a beer though. <laughs> Can you give me a beer that goes? <laughs> <laughs> they will I, I, kick uh, you out. I like it. No, it's um, exceptional. I think what that's uh, really nice. Um, but this is towards the five, five yeah. Five okay. point something. I'm, I'm tempted to say five point eight. Oh, you're going to tempt to say five point eight, but um, bear with me, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. You will tell us Give right or take now. Half a percent. Uh, it's five point eight. <laughs> five point eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that is dangerous, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. drink it, does it? Doesn't I know it's got a big body, but yeah, it definitely mm. doesn't drink. It doesn't drink because there's no booziness there. Zero. Yeah. not zero. Totally. Yeah, that's exceptional. <laughs> 5.8. <laughs> um, yeah. Tom, I think you wanted to talk about Twitter. Yes. I did. Then we got a really good, interesting conversation about the cost of pints. So I got quite into that. We've anyway. still got a beer and a half left to go. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's going to be a long one, boys. Yeah. Want me on Strap mm, yourself in, I'm boys. Uh, <laughs> Don't know why I'm telling oh. him at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just because it just seems to be and I know we talked about this before and it just seems to be recently there's just more and more of like a the kind of the nasty side of beery Twitter rearing its head again but I think it quieted down a bit didn't it and like I think the example that I can give is and it's a fa- and do you know what I'm, the reason I want to talk about it as well because I think I'm even though I didn't tweet I was almost guilty of it myself Okay. without really realising that and I think without realising that other people were guilty of it as well. And when Brewdog's cask guy, cask, fucking Saviour's cask thing came yeah. out, and to me, it, like, it, it seems like a bit of bullshit, like, just sort of go and look at us, we reinvented cask and all this stuff, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> but I'm reading a lot of the tweets, and a lot of it is just like, you 
they're, you know, really negative about it. Um, saying, you know, you know, it's either things from really crude things, just like, this is fucking bullshit, to, like, people explaining why it's bullshit, but not in such a, like, yeah. such a way. Um, but my initial thing was just, like, I read it and was like, yeah, this is right. And I could have tweeted and gone, you know, how rubbish is this and stuff. And then I kind of realised, I think I saw someone's tweet, and someone sort of tweeted about, like, actually, you don't realise how negative beer Twitter can be until, like, even if it's, even if it's Brewdog, doesn't matter who it is, people are just so quickly, quick to jump on the, the negative bandwagon of it all. And I think, like, there might have been people that, like me, thought it was negative, but then they decided to tweet. I decided not to, but... Um, and I think it just shows how easy it is to be like to be negative even if it is yeah. about something that probably most people think is rubbish um, people have like jumped on it and like potentially yeah so what I'm trying to say I think it's just quite easy to potentially get sucked into it mm, I think and I think it's like I was surprised that I was almost sort of I didn't feel no I didn't, I didn't feel sorry for, for Brewdog but I just it was surprising just how like when you scroll through it's how much negativity there was Yeah. and you kind of think well they are what they are, and they're doing what they're doing. Someone's trying to do something different. Should we be really negative about it because of who they are? Or should we just go, they're trying something, and let's... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's just literally just my it's, thought it's, now. It's like, the, it's like the whole... But I just wonder what your thoughts are, and if you picked up on it. I don't know how much, because I... <laughs> there's, there's days where I leave my Twitter logged in on Ben Behaving Badly on my phone, and I just scroll through it, and I, look, and I see a lot of it. But there's other days where I'm just, it, it's just on my Twitter... And I don't, f- I use Member Hayden Badly to follow a lot of beer stuff, so I don't follow a lot of beer stuff on my own Twitter. Yeah. So I kind of don't see a lot of it. So there could be a week where I don't really check the MBV, especially for quiet. But I think we've been more active recently, obviously. So like, I'm logging in more and seeing more of it. And like, it just, and for me as well, like, if I want to, like, I thought, sometimes I really have to think hard when I tweet. Mm. Like, if I'm tweeting about a beer I'm having, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, Christ, what, what are people going to say about it? Like, if I say it's this or that, or the language I use, I'm really careful about it, and I feel like, actually, you know what, I shouldn't. I should just, like, like we do on this podcast, I should just say what I want to say. Yeah. But it seems like more on Twitter I'm checking myself more than on here. I will just... Christ, we've got beers wrong on here. Yeah. And, you know, what? Well, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. it's, it's a bit of fun. But on Twitter, it's just... It's like a different story. I, th- I think with Twitter... I think Twitter in general is a little bit. It can be a little bit toxic. I mean, you know, I follow all I follow all sorts of different things on Twitter. I follow I follow beer. I follow um, wrestling. I follow football. I, I follow all sort of music. I follow all sorts on like, a couple of different Twitter accounts. And there's there's toxic there's toxic tweets out there wherever you go. That's yeah. the problem. And I think if you look at beer Twitter itself, I mean, obviously the big players are going to be. It, it's the whole kind of going back to the debate that we've had many a time of you know especially when big when these kind of craft beer places like go to bigger companies like beaver town for example yeah yeah i think beaver town are probably gonna take on a fair bit of negativity any any time that they tweet anything there's going to be there's probably going to be some negativity around it just because of what they've done but um you know is it warranted i don't think so but is is it going to happen more, more often than not, and look, you look at more, more of the more kind of, I want to say outspoken kind of Twitter. Look at, look at Melissa Cole on on Twitter. Um, you know, raises some 
brilliant points about sexism and what have you in in the beer industry and you know she's not afraid to speak out Mm. about it and obviously with that comes some negativity from people who don't share those same opinions you know people who you know, I certainly don't agree with, but um, you know, there's still people there Get who are going to have yeah. that, and you know, Melissa's going to constantly have that kind of toxicity, Almost, yeah, yeah, with, with that toxicity, with those yeah. sort of people. So that's the that's the problem with Twitter, and probably the problem with social media as a, as a whole. But I think Twitter, in the majority, is kind of there is a toxic side to it, and I don't think you can escape that, no matter what sort of kind of side of Twitter you're on. You know, find find me a Twitter community that isn't hasn't got anybody negative in it, and I'll be shocked to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that the I think Twitter's unique because the the, the character limit was also always one of its it's clearly its USP was the fact that you needed to be brief, you needed to be to the point. I think what that's propagated is a sense that in order to stand out you have to be at one end or the other you have to be on the extremes if you've got 140 characters as was 280 now there's there's not a huge amount of space to talk about here are the pros and cons behind the opinion that I think I have here are the things that I think are the the nuances of that decision that I've come to you just have to go I think this is bad or I think this is great and and that's the only thing that you have space to talk about so people end up in these in these camps of well you either think this is great or you think it's shit and you either think this other thing is great or shit and you either think this third thing is great or shit there's nothing in the middle there's no space to just say you know I did this and it was alright you know uh, if you like that sort of thing then do it you have to go this is great or this was shit there's no space in the middle for that nuance and I think that's what causes people to get into a mindset of if someone says something that you even even in a minor way disagree with you have to jump on it you have to get on the back of it you have to tell them why you disagree in excruciating detail and I think that's where things like this Brewdog thing so people have taken a view about them as a company so everything that they do going forward will be coloured by this view of, oh, well, I see them as someone anonymous on Twitter rather than myself. I see them as someone that's sold out at the earliest available opportunity and is now trying to still badge themselves as craft whilst at the same time taking money from being in bed with one of the big players. Yeah. That's my view of it. And whatever they post, whatever they do, however noble the intentions, I'm going to jump on it yeah. and I'm going to call them bastards and I'm going to say that you, you know, you're a corporate shill and you're selling out and I hate it. Irrespective of, if that thing that they're doing was done by another brewery, I'd think it was great. I'd jump on board with it because... I think they're okay, they're, they're nice people, so if they did it, it would be great. But because these guys are doing it, it's shit and I hate it. And so people don't see the thing that they're talking about, they see the person who's saying it, and I disagree with that person, so I'm going to say the thing that I need to say. And I, I just think that that creates this sort of clear division between people on, on Twitter. And I, I think that the clearest example of that has been Brexit. And I don't want us to get into that. I believe God no. I don't want us to get into that. But you, you know, the, the fact that there's no one, there's no one in the middle. You know, how many tweets have you seen where people say, "Oh, I can really see both sides of the argument." It doesn't happen. People are either, you know, all people who voted Brexit are racist, or 
all people who voted Remain are lefty liberal metropolitan elites. You're one of two, right? Yeah. You can't be in the middle somewhere and get any kind of traction on Twitter. I I agree with you in that people seem to be in the extremes about a lot a lot of stuff. Not just as you say Brexit there, but like in, in terms of everything. But I. <laughs> I struggle to find that on other social media platforms as well. I struggle to find a two, like somebody sitting on the fence in an argument on Facebook or on Instagram. I do, I do find that even without a character limit, people do just tend to take a side of it and have, have more. Of an extreme. I feel like with yeah. Facebook though, that's very much. I know it's the same with Twitter. Like you follow who you want to follow. Yeah. And with, with Facebook, you're friends who you want to be friends with. But I find with Facebook, you always just stumble across things are retweeted, aren't they? And things are shared a bit more liberally than I think on Facebook. And I do come across things on Facebook where it's just like it's some super stuff. But like, I think it's hard to like. I think with some of the so I've heard that sometimes on there's like a beery Facebook that's just as bad. But I think you've got to you you've got to be part of those forums. You've got to seek them out. You've got to subscribe to them you've got to follow them whatever you need to do to, to be part of those forums whereas on Twitter I think it's quite easy to because we follow a lot of different breweries and different people in beer it's quite easy something to retweet and it's retweet again it's retweet again I think it's, it can so easily be followed so even if you know there's views that I clearly do not follow on my own Twitter but somehow they'll get through mm. because somebody would have retweeted it or somebody would be arguing against it in a, like a quote retweet or something but then I suddenly, I'm seeing then that other negative stuff and I'll click on that and I'll see you know so I think I, I feel like on Twitter it's just it's so much easier to share all that stuff rather than Facebook it's I, I tend to yeah, find out more on Facebook myself because I, I think on Facebook I'm follow, I'm friends with people that I know in real life really on Facebook there's no, there's, I don't think there's anybody on my Facebook that I don't know in real life but obviously I'm, I, I'm bound to know people I, you know, I know a couple of people who have definitely got very opposite views to what I have you know people I've done shows with in the past or people you know, I've met here and there who've got very different views whereas on Twitter I do tend to just follow you know I don't have a, I, there's not a lot of friends and family that I have on Twitter so yeah there's a lot of people I just follow for you know I you know, I follow a lot of different football accounts I follow a lot of different wrestling blah 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 and it's all kind of just stuff that I like and you know I can get on board with and I tend to agree with it. not always but I tend, I tend to agree and with it's it very, but it's very easy you know as soon as someone posts a tweet or retweets something and you think well I don't agree with that it's so easy to just unfollow yeah, absolutely so yeah. you know the number of times on, on my personal one you see people who you followed for one reason or another you know maybe they posted something really funny three years ago and you followed them then and you haven't seen anything from them since and then suddenly they retweet Nigel Farage and you think well okay we're done and you, know, you get you, and you unfollow and so you create a stream of Twitter you create a feed that is just people who agree with you you, know, yeah. you create a, your own world of you in Twitter and I think that is incredibly dangerous so I, I've started trying to actually seek out not not the really extreme people who you know sort of going back to brexit but not the people who just blame immigrants not the people who just blame the eu for all of life's troubles but some of those who genuinely think that there's a benefit to leaving some of those who genuinely think that there's a problem with the way that the, the EU operates and, and how we could deal with them in a different way and a better way because I think there is value in seeing opinions that you disagree with and engaging with that in a healthy way 
the extremes of it absolutely eradicate those but that applies equally to the people who agree with me in a more militant way you know people who share my opinions and feel the need to scream about them in other people's faces and throw milkshakes on them are absolutely people that I don't want to associate with in the same way that I don't want to associate with people at the far other end of the spectrum so I think it's it's incredibly easy to create a, a, a Twitter feed that just totally agrees with you and reinforces what you need to do so oh, yeah. for example I have started every now and then when I can stomach it I will listen to Nigel Farage's show on LBC oh, to see what sorts of things people are saying because you know within 75 80 5 90% bollocks <laughs> uh, you know massively the majority is, is bollocks but within each of it there's a little nugget where you go actually there's sort of half a point yeah. to what you just said there and whilst I'd obviously you don't agree with the, the packaging that you put it in the actual nub of truth that you're talking about I sort of understand mm. about the fact that you feel like some of this stuff is being eroded you feel like some of this stuff is happening but you're blaming it on the Polish or you're blaming yeah, it on yeah, the yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that I don't agree with but the fact that you feel as though this there's this sort of loss of whatever I can understand why you think that so I think it's healthy to see both parts but you you have to I think you just have to find that limit at which you say you know if you have a view that X is a thing then we can still be friends you know we can still follow each other we can still chat about it and have a healthy debate if you take it to the extent of saying why then we're done yeah, I think yeah, as long yeah. as you have that limit then you can you can get involved in all this sort of stuff um, and we've sort of moved away from beer Twitter, but I think the same sort of principles apply. Yeah, I think I you think know. with beer Twitter, sometimes I think it's just sort of like it's just going back to the thing about the, like Brewdog. I think it's just it's almost being being negative just for the sake of it, just to cause something. And sometimes well, that, I think like I think there's also a side where it's not just sometimes it's probably not that person's. 100% belief they're just doing it just to cause a bit of but a shit that's the thing start you, some fires you, and then let know, it burn what you know is that if you just shitpost about Brewdog then if you put the right hashtags in it then you'll probably get a fair number of retweets and likes because okay. other people have a bit of a disquiet about Brewdog so if you if you stick the right sort of tags in it to get other people seeing it then other people will look at it and go hey that guy clearly hates Brewdog, so I'll give that a retweet and a like because I hate him as well. So, you know, people know that they're a bit of a soft target and if you just keep jabbing away at them, there's a pool of people around there who feel so unhappy about the way they've done things recently that they'll get involved in this little spat that you've got with them and back you up and, um, you know, reinforce your opinion to say, yeah, they're the worst, aren't they? Blah, 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 whatever. So... I think that's why some people do it, and there there is a, a sense of validation that comes with getting likes and retweets. Unfortunately, yeah, I think I think it's I think sometimes I just find a hard time of even being negative on the things I know about. Like, I had a really shit experience. I went to Kendall uh, for a cricket game, as I tweeted about. So I got that beer, and um, we'd driven three and a half hours. And usually at most cricket matches, the club has provided everything. They've set the boundaries out, they've set the stumps out, they've done everything for you. We've rocked up to this club and they've made us put our own boundaries out, put our own stumps out. And um, that at the end of the day, they asked me to take the boundary flags in. And, it's all that, and you just sort of think, like, 
That's terrible. It's almost because it's women's cricket. And I, I typed out this long tweet, almost all my characters about it. And I just sat there and was like, been really negative here about yeah. people I don't know, a club I don't really know that's 200 odd miles away from me. I'll have saved it in my drafts and was like, maybe I'll post it tomorrow. And I haven't posted it yet. And I probably won't now. Yeah. Because it's a few days after. I just think I, I find it hard to be negative. I think, I, I think it's just because like it's just you know and I've I've talked to loads of people about it you know talked to people on at the day talked to my dad about it talked to people at work talked to you about it you know I'll tell people I'm pissed off about it but I think I always find it hard to I always find it a weird thing to project that onto social media yeah and you're putting it out there aren't you you're literally putting it out there for anyone to see yeah like some way lo and behold someone might retweet it and someone might retweet it and then the club sees it that's it and it's that sort of thing that I think I just and you know I, you know, I did give feedback to the organiser who wasn't attached to the club mm-hmm. you know so I feel like you know it's not like I've shied away from it but I just always, I think it's just maybe I'm just no but those I just are don't the, like to be negative when I see negative I stuff think, it's like but why it's, it's not because I think what you're saying is you know you had a valid criticism of something that happened but instead of just posting a long rambling tweet about it in the hope of getting some publicity you followed the right channels in order to flag a concern about yeah. something that had happened yeah. and well, it might not happen it. again yeah. you know because I think what people want is, is they see and you see celebrities do it all the time you know they, they tweet like British Airways to say oh can someone DM me because I've had horrible customer service safe in the knowledge that tens of thousands of people will see that tweet and Retweet British Airways like will it. come straight in immediately to say, oh, we're really, really sorry. Uh, yeah, of course, we'll get it sorted and we'll get you first class first on your class, next one. Yeah. And they'll get something from it. So people see that if you post publicly about some shitty customer service you've had, then there's a slim chance that next time yeah. they'll treat you like absolute royalty because they don't want you to post negatively about them again because they understand that you know these sorts of things do have an impact yeah. in the same way that reviews on websites like Amazon have an impact so they want to do whatever they can yeah, to make twi- sure they get the best Twitter sort of just become like a big big kind of version of TripAdvisor and yeah, yeah. In, in, that, in that respect definitely yeah right should we go on to our last beer yeah let's get, let's get on to our, our last beer I think after, after all that um so this is the uh, drink beer Hell Satan. Yeah. From uh, Have you noticed anything about the board as well? What it says on the board? Yeah, I noticed it because this was on at Two Tail Lion as well. Oh, is it? 6.66%. And do you know what number they put it on there? Number 13. Number 13. Ooh. Very so good. That, I like little things like that. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? So uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Hell Satan. Hell Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he couldn't, br- couldn't bring himself to do that. So um, this is so, a Black yeah. Forest Black Forest Black, Black IPA. IPA Black IPA yeah. Black Forest uh, Gatto is my favourite cake There's <laughs> oh. a fact for you <laughs> Yeah So if anyone out there is planning on getting Tom a cake <laughs> Or if anyone on Twitter hates Black Forest Gatto please do <laughs> I think it's divisive I think it's a divisive cake I'm not cake the biggest fan of man. Sunday Sunday. I'm not the biggest fan of Black Forest Gatto Also I would say Fuck you guys. Loads of people back me up saying places are going to be open. So I just, just, <laughs> point out, just point out Tom flipped us both off yeah. there. Yeah, with two fingers. So he's giving us the double Vs. Yeah, Asher in my left, Mark in my right. Fuck you guys. Stuck people in the middle back of me us. up about like, 
place has been open and yeah, it's been did, a good day yep, and there's yep. been like good things yeah, on. Did, no, absolutely. I'm skeptic. We Please. had no idea. No, we, we just did. wanted to no, wind no, you we were just up. Trying to take the piss out of you. Oh, I know you were, but as, actually, as we do constantly. Genuinely, in, in fairness, yeah. uh, massive thanks to all those people who got Thank in touch. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I know that uh, Mark Johnson sent us loads of places that we could go to. Yeah. during the Mark, day. Thank on you the so Saturday. much. For that, yeah. Yeah. And actually, speaking of which, another shout out for the latest beer o'clock. It's very good episode although by the time you hear this it might not be the latest because I know no, they're doing a collab with no, it's Rhythm and Bruce so it's so the penultimate pen, yeah the smoke I don't know I could probably beers. put this out tomorrow I think <laughs> the smoke beer episode um, I know I, I tweeted about it and you told me about it but it's absolutely it's great it's, it's it? exceptional yeah the knowledge that, that Mark has is just yeah. It's Super. brilliant, yeah. and he's ju- you know he, he genuinely got a great voice as well. Got- <laughs> I was say that. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Sorry, no, sorry. I wasn't going to say that. It genuinely, you know, <laughs> it just was a very it's, it's a very soft tone, but a very knowledgeable yeah. content, yeah. and it yeah. just feels like it was almost like being sort of Brian Cox lecture yeah. about space <laughs> or something isn't it Mark you should just do all your um, like blog posts audio in blogs wrist, audio I blog. honestly would listen to the audio <laughs> yeah. blogs yeah. I would listen to oh, the audio I, blogs I, I yeah. think yeah. I would be more nervous doing a guest tales with Mark Johnson than I would the time we did it with Beer O'Clock yeah I'd piss myself with excitement and then five minutes before shit myself <laughs> Well, if that doesn't put you off, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're free on the Saturday before Indie Man, yeah, yeah, or the Saturday of Indie Man, technically, yeah, just the Saturday before yeah. we go yeah. to Indie if, Man. If yeah. you're not yeah. going to, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if anyone's round, um, got an Airbnb. <laughs> I'm joking. No, we, we haven't yet. Um, so um, right, anyway, yeah. First thoughts on the uh, kind of smell, the aroma of. Uh, that's kind of um I get it's like the ghetto to it. The black like forest zone. Yeah, not the ghetto. The ghetto. The black forest. Yeah, sorry, the black In forest. The ghetto. Um yeah, black oaks of course from Nottingham. Uh, absolutely astonishing brewery, absolutely. The yeah, the uh, endless summer, mother's ruin. There's definitely na- a bit of oh, there's definitely oh, a bit of cherry on the taste that there, is isn't it? Superb. Along with the chocolate, there's definitely a bit of cherry there. There's a lot of cherry, yeah. I think. There's a lot of cherry. But I think it's balanced. I think. I mean, it's a lot of cherry, but you wouldn't describe it as a cherry beer. Oh, no. No, it's, it's, no, no, it's no, no, cherry, no. but you definitely get identifiable chocolate and a little bit of coffee bit. God, that feels just like a cake in a beer, doesn't it? It's just... What? <laughs> a black... A gatto in a beer. Ah, uh, yeah. We're on the fourth bit. Yeah, I'll drink it and I'll chew it. <laughs> it definitely tastes like a cake in a beer. <laughs> Put it's it on the poster. <laughs> it's got wood. No. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, no it's, it's just got, a, there's it's such got that, a it's got that cherry There's a real sweetness. That, that cherryness that's on top. Yeah. And then it's got the sweetness of the chocolate. A little bit of bitterness. Got a bit of like maybe the sweetness from the cream as well. That flavour really does linger it's, for a good good long time. It's brilliant. And there. Brilliant. I, I don't expect anything else from Black Iris. No, I don't, I, I, by this point. Genuinely, I know I say it about a few breweries, but absolutely with Black Iris. <laughs> I've not had a bad beer from Black Iris at all. And there's kind of a thickness there that um, reminds me of the last, the Gooseberry IPA that we had. I think it's got that sort of thick body to it as well. But... Um, Obviously, without yeah. the, without the bitter aftertaste of the bat, it's just really sweet throughout. Well, that, yeah, you've got a sweet that, cherry, that you've got cherry. a light over the truck, but yeah, it, it is thick. It is, oh, it, it, there is a thickness to it. Um, yeah. 
I, th- I think that's in terms of kind of a black IPA like that I think that's sort of to be expected I suppose a big bottle. yeah like I, get, that. I guess it's a weird one because you, you don't I don't know if, if I didn't get like that kind of IPA that's what I was going to say I don't know if tasting it blind I don't know if I'd have said black IPA I might I d- have I don't said think I've black gone, forest stout yeah I don't think I'd have gone I IPA, think yeah. I'd have been in that ballpark I don't mm. know if I'm getting yeah, it just feel like sort of like IPA it's notes it's stouty because there's, there's that sort of chocolate there's cherry there's all of that so I mean, if someone would have said black forest stout I'd have said yeah it probably is I think perhaps with it, if it was more stouty potentially yeah it would have had a bit more maybe there's more chocolate more coffee mm-hmm. with that maybe mm. rather than like this is more think, cherries for me it's more I, the I think more like, the cherry with the on kind top of, obviously we are sort of comparing it to the um, black forest sort of thing I think that kind of chocolatey element to it might feature a little bit in there I, I don't know if the cherry's kind of making me think there might be a bit of a chocolate it's not for me the, the chocolate is it's there but it's not yeah I don't think it's prominent when I'm, no, when I'm talking now and we talk about it doesn't coat the mouth this beer but my aftertaste is is like a dark chocolate mm. a little yeah so it's yeah, there that, yeah, but I don't think it, yeah. it, it doesn't it's not like a black forest gatto where you like you know, you get all the flavour. I'm not getting the chocolate. I'm not getting a big chocolate cake flavour. And if anyone is playing um, a drinking game at home, uh, if you want to play the Black Forest Ghetto drinking game, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still, it's still a, it's a probably balanced beer. I think even, mm. if, even though there's more, maybe more cherry. I think it's still, it's not, it's not just like you kind of said, like a a cherry. What did you say at the start? Like a, you didn't say Lambert, did you? You said like a cherry sort of... It says something about it being cherry. Yeah. Sorry. I did. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I did. I think... So, I think... It's not... My point is, it's, it's not, not overly... It's, it's not, not like super a, cherry tart. It's... No, that's what... Tart, yeah, that's fucking it. tart. You're fucking tart. <laughs> <laughs> You've even used it. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not like super cherry tartness where you think it could be bordering on like a sour or no. a, yeah. like a... No. A cherry like saison or something. No, you're right. But yeah. it's like... um. Yeah, it's, it's still got that balance to it. Mm. Um, it's beautifully black. Yeah, it's really black. Nice. yeah. So if texturally, that's if just, uh, if the black forest gato is your favourite dessert, Tom, mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to be wondering. Mark, favourite dessert? Favourite dessert. I mean, when you when you say dessert, you just mean like something you would probably expect to find on a menu, right? I'm guessing. No, uh, no, no. Is it? Is it? <laughs> What? No. <laughs> what would you have that's off menu? No, I mean like because obviously like I have my favourite kind of chocolatey treats that I have. Like one of my favourite things in the world is a triple chocolate muffin. There is no, there's nothing on this okay. earth that I love more. That's fine. Than a triple chocolate muffin. If you want to say that, that's fine. But in terms of a dessert that you would probably like order at a restaurant, yeah. I say. Um, I mean, it'd probably still be something chocolatey. I, th- I think it'd probably have to be just like, you know, when you just get those full-on chocolate sundays. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just layers and layers of chocolate, different variations with the cream on the top, and that, that, that is absolutely peak for me in terms of dessert. What about yourself? Oh well, it's, it's not going to be. You to ask me. Hang on, hang on. Can I try? I don't know if I can guess yours. It's not a lemon sorbet. I was just Ooh. fucking. I was about to say mm. lemon sorbet. You see, you're very, very close. Ooh. So sorbet would be number two. Right. Any kind of sorbet. Number one, <laughs> uh, number one would be a, a, a good quality lemon meringue pie. Oh, 
Because See, lemon meringue's up there for me. Oh, it's it's fucking exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. You just throw that in the mix there. Yeah. <laughs> no, lemon, lemon meringue is absolutely up there. Class, I've also yeah. enjoyed lemon drizzle as well. Lemon drizzle. Oh, lemon drizzle. Oh, yeah, perfectly done. Do you know what? Stick with gato, but lemon lemon meringue is a very close second. Class. Yeah, and lemon drizzle is definitely even even like a key lime pie is very nice. Just that sort of zesty. I had a key lime beer today. Palate cleanser. That's what I'm after. That's why sorbet's number two. I, do, I did have a, uh, I did have a salted caramel, um, kind of a chocolate pie <coughs> of some sort um, recently. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. sounds it. I'm not really a big dessert kind of guy. That's no, the thing. I'm, I'm not. more of a savoury. I'm not a oh no, I'm, uh, a, I'm a big dessert. I've got starter. such, I've got such a sweet tooth. I'm such a like a big dessert. Oh, I'd rather have well, a pate, a, a, a pate and bread. Yeah. No, no, that's that's yeah. not my scene at all. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm, more oh, in the dessert. Dessert Someone fucking brew a pate beer. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. That's the beauty of desserts. You can easily get them in these beers. Yeah. yeah. No one Somebody wants a chicken a... liver beer. Oh, God. I mean, Jesus. chicken liver pale. Somebody Dot confit. <laughs> there must be a really good lemon meringue beer out there. Surely. 100%. No, I think there is. I'm, I'm sure I've either had it or I've seen it. Where it's, yeah, 100% is somewhere. I've yeah. seen it. No. I don't know what it is or where it is, but it's there. <laughs> Like with them, because obviously um, Marks and Spencer's did a solid caramel porter Naughty. not so long ago. Oh, it's absolutely divine! Yeah, <laughs> more people. <laughs> that look. <laughs> more people. More people should do salted caramel yeah. stuff with it. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Yeah. Mate, salted caramel is everywhere. It's like the fucking sweet pulled pork. Yeah. Everywhere does so, salted caramel. I know, but salted caramel is so good. That's it is thing. good though. It is yeah. good. Just like pulled pork, good. it is good. Yeah, that's why it's popular. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with pulled pork. I love pulled pork. But would you I want pulled pork, pork in a beer? Pulled pork beer? No, obviously it'd be horrendous. No, exactly. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. What's the most savoury beer? Like a, like a bitter or something? It must be a bitter. Pulled pork Surely bitter. It's a bitter. Somebody yeah, must have like experimented with bitter. meat. Like I'm trying to think of tea. like a... Like a meaty bitter. Even, even is there like a meaty beer? I mean, I've, I've, I've... <laughs> or like a savoury beer. Can you think of like a... Or my, like one that I mean like actually you go, oh, that tastes like... I mean, there's a lot of, Should like, get. I don't know if it's so much savoury, but there's a lot of cheesy beers out there, is aren't there? Yeah. No, that's sort of Belgian-y funk Well, no, I, yeah. I had the, um, oh, shit, what was the local, there's one in Leicestershire. Camembert? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the, um, I can't remember the name of the, uh, I can't remember the name of the brewery now, it was the Leicestershire beer, but they had the Stilton bit. Stinking Bishop's Finger? <laughs> You do well. Eh? <laughs> it's that like McKellar oh. beer. <laughs> Stick your finger in the stilton. <laughs> You're doing well. Eh? You're doing well. Um, no, it was. Um, oh, um, I want to say Belvoir, but it's obviously Beaver. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Another yeah. brewery. Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah, they had the um, Stilton beer. Yeah, I think. I've heard, I think I remember you saying. I saved up that. for the podcast yeah. for so long, and then it was about to go out of date, so I had to have it. Oh, <laughs> in the end. But yeah. Shit, we need to check those um, Cornish beers about you guys, actually. Yeah, <coughs> yeah no, might have to give you them all without the podcast. Next call, next yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, something, something like that. I mean, as I say, I've, I've said this a lot on the podcast, but one of the dream episodes that I have is to just do an episode of absolutely out there fucking weird beers and in terms in terms of savoury beers like that just trying to find something that has you know people people using weird stuff like meat and, and cheese yeah that's and a, all, that's all a, that's a bit of investigation we've got to do our classics first 
yeah. I mean, we're we getting onto the subject once again of what episodes we should do. Yeah. And right, classics is next. I'm saying that. We'll, over the next two weeks, we'll get the classics he's, in. He's we'll saying that, so, yeah. We've got to do it. It's got to be done. Like, we literally promise now on the podcast now yeah. we can do it next time. So. Yeah. So, so get, get your classics in now because that is going to be the next one. Get the, get well, them already, I know they've already... Yeah, any any more... We've literally got to get them in. Any more that you have to offer. Well, should we put... Polish these beers off off podcast. No, well, well no, let's. Uh, what's your final thoughts on the uh, on the black? Oh, virus? sorry. I just thought people might fall asleep by now. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly <laughs> us. Well, when they're like fourth, listen. Like nearly oh, two I'm... hours in, I suppose. But yeah, what's your, what's your final thoughts on the uh, um, exceptional, in uh, my view, Black Iris, as always. Yeah, I think I think Black Iris knock it out of the park again. Yeah, um, you know, just it shows how just how it's a lot of solid beers. Um, great. I think the only, the only thing I'd say maybe him more chocolate, but that's being really picky. Really but that's the thing. It's not it. a stout um, or a porter, though, is it? That's the thing. It's a it's no a black IPA. Yeah, yeah, that's so. it. So uh, you know, I I really like it. I mean, it, it. Obviously, with the beers that we had tonight, anyway, it would be the finisher. But it's. I think it would be. It's a great. It's. It's definitely like. You know, we'd gone from a. a you know, it was. We had a, still had a bit. It was dusk. <laughs> so literally, we've gone dark now, haven't we? And it's. Uh, you know, it's perfect. What are you fucking? <laughs> why are you always smirking every time I talk for the last like ten minutes? Just enjoy the content you produce. No, I. No, I definitely. It, no, I'd see what you, you mean. know. It's a bit cold. It's getting darker. But um. And it's just a nice beer to have right now. It's definitely like even when. The barman was pour, pouring it. He was saying, "Bill, Bill." <laughs> Even when the barman was pouring it, he was, you know, he was a, a little bit taken aback that we had these three quite, you know, pale, yeah. <laughs> pale beers, and yeah. then obviously and then that, yeah. this coming on top of yeah. it. So you can't really compare to. Who's come? Whereas you might be able to moderately compare the the first three that we had, but you, you can't really compare this to the other. The other three that we've had, um, I'm still going to say that this is probably my favourite out of the four. But um, I really, really like it. But I think my favourite is the West Coast. I did yeah, like it. I very much like the Nem Valley. I think this one just pips it. I think my favourite was the Gooseberry. Um, I just liked that slightly sour Gooseberry note. Um, I think for me on this, I would want. Now that we know it's a Black Forest Black IPA, I would want more of that IPA. Um, I think we're getting we're getting a lot of the Black Forest. I don't know how much of the traditional IPA. Yeah, we're okay, getting I, I, in the I background. Agree, I think, I think I, that would I, make I it more a, of that. It's, it's certainly out. That would make yeah. it well. Whether it would make it a better beer or whether it would just make it more to its style. Yeah, that's the question. But yeah, I. But it tastes great. I, I agree. But it, it tastes. Just tastes. It tastes great. I'm going to throw this one out there for you just as a closer. <coughs> What's your favourite black iris beer that you've had so far? I like a gin and tonic, so for me it's the mother's ruin. Probably in the summer. Yeah. But I feel like there's another... I mean, this is this is definitely... Why not? I'd say in the summer. Yeah, I, to be fair, I think in the summer's probably... The summer's but I feel like there's there. another one that's... Up there. I feel like there's another beer that... It's a bit like in the summer, but it's just as good. I'll have to have a look at it. But for now, endless summer. Yeah. Well, we talked about snake eyes earlier. Yeah, snake eyes is also awesome. Endless summer. Second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, shows his opinion on snake eyes. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 I like snake eyes, but I know. I think I think I'm being. I think I'm overthinking it. I think it is. It. Yeah. It's it's so, just yeah. Sure. It's certainly one of the classic you see all around with uh, black iris. It's the end yeah. of summer. You see it quite a lot. I mean, Mother's Ruin as well. Yeah, you do see a fair amount. And yeah, I mean, as I said, this is appearing. You know, I saw it in Two Tailed Lion. I've seen it here. This it seems to be popping up a, quite a lot. This uh, this um, drink beer, Hell Satan. So. Um, yeah, really interesting concept. Obviously, as they got well, black iris are quite um, sort of dark in their concept anyway, aren't they? With the kind of black and white, yeah, uh, yeah sort of yeah. darker, more sort of maybe metal sort of uh, kind of look that they're going for. So yeah, this definitely sort of fits that style that they're but going I, for. I'm just trying to think back to February last year, beer o'clock show, beer o'clock show, mm-hmm. where we had. A black IPA with them, and that was the first time I'd had a black black IPA. Same, same as. Yeah. To be honest, this might be the second time I've had a black <laughs> IPA. So we're talking, you know, sixteen months later. And this might We've be the definitely second time. had some dark beers that aren't stout or porter, but you might be right in that I, this I is the second I've black, had a black IPA. IPA. Yeah. And obviously, they are chalk and cheese because I don't think that was a flavoured black IPA. It was yeah. a cherry black forest black IPA. That was a sort of straight black IPA. Yeah. So I think that there's clear distinction to be drawn between that beer that we had with them and this one. That one felt much more like a black IPA, as described. This feels more like a dark beer with cherry flavours and a bit of chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I'll just go back to the point that if I had this blind and someone said what type of beer is that I wouldn't say black IPA and that's in part due to my own ignorance but also in part due to the fact that I think it's to me comes across as more of cherry porter or something yeah, like that yeah. rather yeah. than no, I mean, a black IPA I agree, I agree. but I think I also yeah I, but it I, tastes great I, sorry oh, yeah, no, I looked up my black iris I'm sure there's another one divine elements oh god yes which is super yes Absolutely, absolutely superb. Yeah. So that was, I think, because I think that was the first ever black iris I had. Oh right, okay. Yeah. And that's my highest rated. I know for a fact, endless so summer was the first black iris uh, that I had. So. Absolutely top. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I uh, I think that about does it for this episode of Men Behaving Badly. Yep. Um, as always, I'd like to thank Tom. Thank you all very much. And uh, I'd like to thank Ashley. Cheers. And uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys.